Guys Central Word. You're very welcome along to episode 31 of LOI Central in association with futureticketing.ie. And on the show today, very shortly, we'll be joined by Graeme Gartland and his former manager, Paul Doolan. And today, it's not Del Boy in the hot seat, it's young Kieran McCann doing all the sounds and doing a great job as well. And uh, Dan, we're not going to lie about this. We've already recorded uh, Doolo and a Gartland. Lengthy, a lengthy discussion with Doolo Bloody and hell, like. Um, I mean, I, we mentioned it at the start. Are we trying to sell it here? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, not, no, it's, it's lengthy. No, actually, sorry. It's actually uh, <laughs> compelling. I really enjoyed it. Um, we can, um, people can be the judge of that, but uh, bringing together a, uh, a manager and one of his former players when they didn't necessarily have the most straightforward of relationships makes for a compelling show. But speaking of uh, relationships that aren't straightforward, I mean... I, I did break you at the start of the interview for arriving a small bit late and I feel a bit bad about <sighs> that but you, you actually are sitting here today with like your hands are covered in like grease basically is that from trying to fix a bike or something or yeah you arrived I, in a bit. I feel like I didn't know the full backstory. didn't go to the game last night went to watch it in a, in a bar in Rathmines and cycled home via my mate's house who we watched the game with um yeah, just decide what you cycle over. Well, wasn't stop off. The, the chain stop came off, off to watch the Tonight Show, or what did you stop <laughs> the off? The chain to... came off, and uh, yeah, it was. Um, I mean, can you be that energized by a four 0 win at home to Qatar? There's a bit of a like you've a, you've a bit of that deceptive red wine thing just towards the bottom left of your lip. It's like you walked in, and it's like he's had a night last night. You know, he's had he's had a night, and listen. Your we all partied. We, we've had this country. We, we beat Qatar. We've, we've been we beat Qatar, like, <laughs> we beat Qatar <laughs> after being Azerbaijan. Seriously, and we've been like, locked up for eighteen just, months. Just, so you know, how was the game? It's fine. How was uh, it like being back at a twenty-five thousand people celebrating an Ireland win? And listen, and the game was fine. I thought I enjoyed it. It was stress-free. To be honest, very selfish uh, deadline perspective. I, I, after last month's three ninety-ninety-minute goals, <laughs> yeah. a game where the game is over after twenty minutes, it's great. I, I could have done. I think we could all do without um, this week being as should the manager stay or go sort of that Irish post-mortem that lasts for three, four days. You know, that's get on with life. Yeah, it's actually nice to talk about the football again, talk about the players. Um, it's with League of Ireland podcast, like you see Jamie McGrath, you see Chidozi Ogbeni, you see players, you know, in their sort of, you know, mid to early 20s, you know, 24 sort of there, thereabouts, who've played in FEI Cup finals at the Aviva in recent years, make a real impact with Ireland. So mm. it's great. I was in Baku at the weekend. Um, without you know, me? Without you, yeah, I survived. Um, did you go back to that bar? Actually? I did not, no. Yeah. Um, quite a strict um, midnight curfew over there, uh, COVID-related. So everywhere was closed and like with the time difference and stuff. By the time you were finishing your work, generally it was like half 10, 11, local time, maybe half 10. Um, you might get out for a bite to eat. And by the time you do that, there's no time to necessarily explore. But went for a walk around during the day. Quite a few Irish fans travelled. Someone might be listening to this, League of Ireland fans and stuff. You know, um, you kind of recognise a few people who go to League of Ireland clubs that were at the game. And yeah, like it's been good to have a routine month. I did, when I was over in Baku, try and watch... Um, Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers, which was the one game last Friday. Jesus, what a um, throwback. We ended up in a place called the... Um, Who's we know? A few we, hacks. There's a couple of hacks, yeah. Ended up in a place called the Hairy Lemon, bizarrely enough, but it wasn't there wasn't like a carvery inside the door and whatever, like tourists and whatever uh, whatever else you, you get. There were in, hairy uh, individuals hairy lemon in and town. Well, Yeah, a couple. Yeah. Um, a couple without hair. <laughs> and um, tried to watch the first half, watch the first half of the game um, on the RT player. Quite clear, good coverage but because of the midnight curfew we got uh, we got turfed out onto the street afterwards so I did get some correspondence from some of my Dundalk mates 
on Saturday morning Mates, via unquote. social media, uh, wondering why I had nothing to say about this. Like, you know, where where is your comment about this Dundalk win? It's like, and where was it? I mean, there was none. There was no comment because I didn't see it. I'm trying not to comment about games you haven't seen. I was watching And to be box. honest, um, you know, it's a great story. I think the people are energized that the stadium was full, but I refer to my previous comments on Dundalk. You know, where the club has been in recent years, if you're expecting uh, massive, you know, pats in the back and triumphalist statement about a result that puts you from like eight to sixth when all the players are pretty much leaving at the end of the season. I'll say one I mean, thing. there's been there's been there's there's things to celebrate and there's things that in fairness, good performance, good result, but only backs up the point that teams should be challenging for the top. I'll say year. one thing we yeah, yeah. And we forget how good a player Sean Murray is. Like he's, he's a great man he's, for he's um, a good good player. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't like. I mean, his contract's up at the end of the season. He's spoken favorably about he, the club he, and all he, that. He like. hits form. Well, you see, I know Sean Murray has a. Um, I think you know, real life takes over. He has a partner. He's met someone since coming to Ireland who I think lives in Belfast. So, you know, playing for Dundalk quite suits. You know, and if it's not Dundalk, he's so cynical. Dan. I'm not cynical. It's he, like, loves, he loves the club. That's real like. life, though. I mean, it's yeah, real just life. It's a border town, and he's got a missus up north. Yeah, like. but I mean, that's. I mean, that's. You know, we'll we'll talk to the lads in a while about. One of the challenges for clubs outside of Dublin, where a lot of the players live, is that you need reasons to keep people in the area. So that's a big factor. Regardless, he should be a sought-after player in Ireland. Well, he, he, or he should South, be. Like, he should be, and he will be. He and scored again, goals in Europe. Again, he scored big goals. If Dundalk was a functioning club, like you know, they they wouldn't be letting players like that walk out the door. But I mean, anyway, I just go back to the point. Like, there's no. You missed the second I, half. I'm very sorry <laughs> if I'm very sorry if I didn't for not putting up something bland such as, well, there you go. What a win for them, Doc. They've gone and showed us something. I and mean, what have they even showed us? They've showed us. I mean, you'd only make out the point what a waste of a season it's been with these players, which actually is a negative point, as people would say. You pointed still out in the cup. That's the truth. They're still in the cup. And as I've said, I've you, said it all along. For the cup. I've never doubted that they're going to get to the cup final. And even though they play Pats next week, um, which would be a tough one, um, I think, I think, I think, uh, I just feel like with everyone back, um, they're, they're, they're favourites for me. I have to say that, even though Pats are second, which is madness. No, it, think, may, it think, makes perfect sense. But like. I think, I think you know, if and Doc, and I don't think is, I mean, don't quite have everyone back. You know, if they had McElhenney, um in the mix, you'd be looking at that going, yeah, they're clear. I mean, Pats, maybe there's a real focus around that. And they're going to be good cup semi-finals, Bows and Waterford. We'll talk about that next week. Um, but I think really, um, unless there's anything you particularly you want to discuss very, 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 games, very briefly, Will Patching is just such a good footballer. Like, yeah. he's, like you're just watching him. He's, he's exceptionally like, good and he's, uh, and he's, he's, if he's, he's joining Derry. So yeah, like, is you he know, definitely, uh, he's going to play for Derry next season. That, yeah. like, That's that, my confidence. I'm not saying it's happened, but I would, I would be 99.9% certain that will happen. Good people in the league have said to me, you're only scratching the surface with this fella. Like, and you watch him and you're like, I'm just so, I, I, I'm thrilled as a League of Ireland fan, the likes of him is playing. Like, he's just so good to watch. And uh, it was a, I don't know, it was a throwback to old times, then. It was. Well, I mean, as I said, it can't be the dying of delight for them, you know, mm. in the sense that, again, I just don't, I, I, I did a, I went on to the dog podcast recently and said, you know, how could you be anything but not angry, you know, about, about this, the, the, the Town End podcast they went on, um, at one they do after the match, which is, uh, as I said, it's a bit like that Cork one we spoke about a while back, post-match format, which is good. You kind of wonder, will they survive post-COVID when everyone's gone back to stadiums? You know, they've, mm. some of these things have come out of COVID where people weren't at matches and they're all sitting at home afterwards. I mean, the one thing I would say about Dundalk, and I've said it before, um, if, if they'd had 
full crowds. Like the last eighteen months wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for COVID. There's totally, no doubt. totally. They would yeah. never have got to that. And I actually think with Ireland and Ireland, team, totally, the Luxembourg game, game would have been very different. Well, well, but I think in particular, like I think to the dog situation, there would have been such anger. You know, they they got away with a lot of people got away with a lot of things for a while mm. because. Um, there was no accountability in the stadium. And that's more so related to, I think, the beginning of this season um, and, and, and things that were happening. And I think, um, yeah, I think I think that's definitely a factor in what happened. But anyway, Dooley and we, Garth. we'll move on to Dooley and Garth. We're now joined by Graeme Gartland and Paul Doolan. The reunion has happened. <laughs> <laughs> long time in the co- long I time coming. For a while. When did you last uh, uh, meet up? Actually, I think I bumped into him in Swords. I don't know how many years ago that was. It was a funeral. Vincent's funeral. Are we there? Yeah, are we yeah. up there as well? Yeah, there was a few there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, Johnny. I mean, obviously you were late uh, this morning. There was horror in the in the in the in the scenes here, but but uh, I I was here quite early. And Graham Gartland was here quite early. And as he admitted himself, because Paul Dillon was already here, of course, <laughs> and Graham Gartland instinctively meant sure to be earlier today because he knew if Paul Dillon was here. Now, clearly, Johnny, you wouldn't have lasted a minute in that no. draw the dressing room. You would have been... Or the Adlone dressing room. You'd be out the gap. Yeah. But, I mean, Graham, it is true. Like, old habits die hard and all that. Yeah, it was the biggest thing was, like, just be ready. Like, just be on time and be ready. We, we actually... <laughs> Remember the story when Stephen and Glenn were a little bit late for training? And Stephen, were, who knows? Stephen Bradley, Stephen Bradley and Glenn, Glenn Fitzpatrick. Paul was downstairs on the phone and we had to be in for 10. And the lads went scuttling up the stairs at about two minutes to 10 and just got in. And then Paul obviously had a little look and then he's right. And then, right, meeting. And then there was a meeting called and it was like, right. From now on, everybody has to be in a quarter to ten. <laughs> <laughs> and the lads are standing there with their wash bags. Everyone else is ready to train. And they're like, and you can thank them too. And, like, <laughs> and that's when we changed from being in a ten to being in a quarter to ten. But in fairness, the majority of our squad, we were in early, weren't we? Ah, very good, we, yeah. We, we, yeah we, I think, um, the ping pong table helped, I think. It's probably the opposite now. They probably tell you now that you wouldn't get away with that. Mm. Come in, come in when I want. Or yeah. do what I want now. Well, actually, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. What's it like being back? Yeah, it's okay, John. Yeah, I mean, I was delighted to get the opportunity. Um, like, although it's only for the eight weeks, you know, it's good. Um, as I said at the time to um, Michael O'Connor, that's who rang me. You know, I've had a different life for five years. And um, five years is a long time not to um, be involved at, um, let's say, League of Ireland level or any sort of professional level. And um, so, I mean, it's for eight weeks. We've two more to go. Um, and then I'll see what the situation it gives the club. Um, a chance too and it gives me a chance because as I was saying earlier to Dan I mean I'm not one of these that are looking for two and a half year contracts or whatever you know I think um, everybody the new line is now that I need time 10 years to maybe to, to do something so we get to the, the Stephen line, Kenny yeah. debate soon so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about Stephen but in general yeah. you yeah. know so but look as I said it's been a bit, like it's been good we've had some really good results and I think a couple of bad results too you know we seem to be good against the teams above us and not so good against um, the teams below us that we lost to Cork and Wexford. I think mm. Wexford at home, you know, was disappointing. Although they were good, I thought they were good. Probably um, the best out of um, the teams we've played, I thought. Mm. Johnny um, Ward would agree with you on that. He's a big Wexford and They got hockeyed by Cork, obviously, well, at the weekend. Yeah. They did, yeah, but they played yeah. well against yeah. us. They did, and Ian seems to have brought in some really good young players. Mm. There's a couple of players, um, I think, under 19s on loan. A lot. Uh, yeah. They were good, and Larkin Fitzgerald was marshalling everything at the back for them, so... You know? uh, yeah, Graham. What 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 do you make of uh, Paul being back in the game? I mean, because there's obviously a lot of people. I know I know he's across the table from you, and he's your former manager. But like, 
there was like surprised that he'd been out of the game that long. Did you feel that surprise yourself? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I'd be really surprised that um, nobody in the in the league would have would have took him on. Like, because I think, um, I think he can get your team really well organized and really well drilled. But he puts a demand on the players. But I think he puts a demand on the club to be better as well. Like that, you have to have your infrastructures right. And you have to have things done properly all the time. And that demand can sometimes be probably a little bit much for maybe the people above him. Um, but as players, it was like it was great. Like, you know, you, you knew where you were, you knew where you stood. Um, and I think the people who probably were in charge of Paul knew where he stood. Um, so I was surprised that it took him that it took him five years is is an, is an awful long time to be out football. I'm surprised that somebody in the club, considering some of the managers that have been. Like when I, I came back in 2012, and it was all the same managers. It was like I think Roddy was still in charge of the team, Stephen Kenny, Pat Fenlon, and it was Alan Matthews. No, they were all still, and I had left in 2009. Nine, right, yeah. So when I came back, they were all still there. It's only in the last probably two, two, three seasons that there's a new breed of players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, players that have become managers, and they have come from air area of probably the old, from 02 to 09, the full time. So you see the likes of Rory Higgins, Stephen Bradley, Stephen O'Donnell, um, Gary Crown and mm. Andy Moyler. They're all from that batch, but a lot of them as well have worked on the Paul. Yeah. So that's like, a good point, yeah. That's the thing is that's his influence. But and it, uh, like me and Paul would have an up and down relationship at the best of times. But I, I, I sorry, you didn't admit this to me when I brought you to the show. <laughs> uh, yeah. like, no, but I, <laughs> like Johnny does, sent me a message yeah. at eleven o'clock. He says, "Graham Carton, is that okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and I says, sure, I don't have a problem with anybody. <laughs> Eleven o'clock last night. No, I don't. Yeah, but um, and that. But I also. Did you have an up and down relationship? Yeah, we would would have done. Well, I we? think I think. <laughs> look, I mean, I think when you're a manager and when you're a player, it's totally different. And it's like what I say. Even now, I think if something needs to be said, you have to say it. Mm. You have to tell the truth in terms of if if somebody does something great. No problem. If it's wrong, you have to tell it now. What did you need to say to him? Well, I mean, look, different things with football, but I think, in fairness, Graham was always a good footballer. trainer. Yeah, well, he was. I think at the time he came, he might have been a bit different to when he finished at Rotterdam, I thought. Mm. Uh, how do that's you explain, being honest. Yeah, well, how do you explain that then? And I mean, from a player point of view. Yeah, when, yeah. I, when, I, like, when I first came to Rotterdam, it, it probably was a, it was a weird one because... I had signed, and I was at the start. I was probably reluctant because Longford were were going to be in Europe, and we were Satanta Cup. And then I eventually I'd walked away from that to go. There wasn't a big deal made about me signing. I know there was a big deal about like myself and Shane were talking about this the other day. Damien Lynch, Simon Webb, Dan Connor had got all these headlines about the, the sign, and I think I signed in in a hotel and just see you later. Like look, I wasn't. And I wasn't, I didn't push for it, and the club didn't push for it, so I was happy. So it went under the radar a bit. When I came in, I was a little bit like, right, and then I took a lot, like the first six months were tough, like really, really Training tough. wise. Yeah, we were, we were probably on double sessions, Monday, Tuesday, with a way session in between. Wednesday was a single session with a way session, Thursday, Friday, in Saturday, off Sunday. And it was it was physically and mentally tough because Paul was trying to mould everything and this is the way you have to think, this is the way you have to be. That took a while for me to, to get used to. And it took a while probably for Paul to get used to me because I was I was really bubbly and really excited. But it wasn't a badness. I think Paul probably thought, you don't take this serious enough. I did. 
but I was just really giddy to train every day. And like, I just had a really infectious love for playing football. And it was only after probably the end of that year where we won the cup that Paul realised, well, he trains well, he performs well, and he has this way of being around the place that I probably have to live with because he is a bit much during the, the day, like, you know, because um, I was, like, I knew I was, like, I was 21 when I signed and I was, couldn't believe I was full time again. I thought, I didn't think this was going to happen again. I was about to start an apprenticeship. I was on the sites. So I was like, right. Mm. And I was just really giddy. Yeah, I was really giddy. And Paul probably took that as maybe I was a bit of a messer or I don't no, know. No, not really. No, look, I mean, I've always said this to... Uh, this like is like a, a counselling. I know, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah well, you probably need to be, yeah. in fairness. But I think, I think at the next. time, um, when you um, have a professional club, I, I mean, I've no problem with people. And I've said this so many times. There's times that anybody can have a job and I've no problem, but then there's also times that you have to you have to train, you have to work well, and you have to do certain things. And as I said, I mean, there wasn't only you, Graham, there was a few fellas that might have been a bit, um, but that's fine, I don't have mm. a problem with that. I think, I think people might have a, a wrong perception, probably of me, and that's being honest. That's what I was going to ask you. Do yeah, you like, I think so, yeah, I think, I mean, I, 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 mean, I think when I got the loan job, was it Stewie born? Some of the things that he came out with there a couple of weeks back there. What did he say? Um, I don't know. I think he was. Um, somebody was telling me that I have an ego. Now, there's one thing that I don't have, and that's an ego. And that's that's being honest with you because you don't you don't last that long and win so many things if you have an ego. I don't mm. I don't have any ego. But I think when you're the manager of a professional club, you have to run the club and you have to run it properly because so many times you see people um, in jobs and they don't run them right. There may be. I think now probably the biggest thing probably of all is I think people are afraid, coaches, to tackle players. And I mean, don't literally tackle them, but to tell them out straight. It seems like that to is me. Is that the difference from when like you were in charge? Possibly, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I feel that. that, that are that they more pampered now? or? Well, I don't know about pampered. Like, let's be fair. It's the electricity league, like in, in mm. all fairness. It's not as if it's the, 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 the greatest league in the world, so to speak. I hate to use the pump uh, yeah. in, 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 in a not-so-nice way. But... It's just that it seems like you can't really say anything. And unless you're telling everybody that you're great or you're lovely or whatever, it, like it's, mm. it's totally different. And I think players need to be told. And I have no doubt. I have definitely no doubt about this. I have no 100% uh, guarantee. Are you telling me the top managers don't say things to players? Mm. Ollie going to Solskjaer maybe doesn't. Possibly I'd agree yeah. with you there, yeah. I wouldn't um, doubt that at all, yeah. Mm. And I yeah. Think how, did you end up, how did you end up signing him then? Or what was the story like? Well, well, well look, John, when I took over Drogheda at first, when I went to Drogheda, um, we were sort of, um, what we second from bottom when I took over? I think it was Who did you take over from? Um, Harry McHugh. Yeah, the first, first game was against us at Longford, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, Wasn't the first it? game we had was the uh, FAI Cup game against Bowes. Was it? It was the first game in um, United Park, and um, Boy, we, were, we, were, we were winning one nil. And at, uh, at the time, we got a penalty. Yeah. And <laughs> we're standing there, and I said to myself, "Two nil be great now at this stage because Bowes are <laughs> full time." Yeah. And um, John Carroll was there with me at the time, and um, he said, "I didn't want to say it, but he normally does something here, and he hit, he chipped it. You know the the, the penalty, yeah, pen- pen- yeah. hit the bar and came out." <laughs> And um, you must have loved that. Uh, well, <laughs> I went on. The story goes. Anyway. The story goes. They equalised, and then they beat us three-one in the replay. And um, did you so, play UCD? Yeah, actually. Uh, so I mean, I think I think as well too with players. Personally, I feel too. I mean, players have got to understand that if somebody's looking for something and he wants to do something and he wants to help improve players as well. Now, I'm not saying I'm always right. Don't get me wrong. I am not 
Mm. But I think you have to do a certain thing. There can only be one person who runs a club, really, Eric. And, and I've no problem, I've said this with, to, to draw the players, to when I was in the under-19 international team. You really want your own players to run the dressing room. And I, I, and I said this before, to draw that eventually they get to understand and they get to see who's not really weighing, weighing in, who is and who isn't, and they run the dressing room. That's an no interesting point, yeah. And I've no, I've no problem so you get the right that. As long as you don't run the team, yeah. I think is a little bit different. How do you explain personal. that then, actually? Well, I mean, they don't start picking things, don't start thinking that they're this, but if they can run the dressing room and making sure that, go back to what Graham was saying, lates and things like that, and fellas doing the right things, and, mm. you know, so... Yeah, but Graham, from your perspective, as the player's perspective, I know I joked then about being late and all this, but I know it also wasn't a joke, it was a serious thing too. Mm. Like, what what would the would there have been a sense of fear towards Paul when he was manager? Was it that type of thing where, you, you know, because you have different managers have different relationships with players. You hear some managers described as an arm around the shoulder manager, around the shoulder manager, that's the description um, that you hear. And I don't know how real, how that sort of mixes with reality. But when you're going to work a drawdown those times, are you like fearful of the manager? At times, uh, there was, yeah. There was times where probably a video session on a Monday would be like... Yeah, and I, 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 again, I'm I'm talking with Paul in the room, but I'm I'm being honest, like, yeah. and, and and I've had conversations with Paul while I was there, going, you know, it was like you have to remember the the dynamics at the time as well, and I've been thinking about this for the last two days. When we signed, I think we signed about eight or ten new. We ended up nearly having yeah. ten or twelve new players, yeah. and they were all trying to find their way individually in the dressing room, but with Paul as well, so. I think we, we had signed a couple of players and a lot of them were, were probably trying to keep Paul really happy, like do everything he asks and this is the way it was be. I was a little bit more, I'm going to keep fucking a bit of myself here, you know? <laughs> and, and and not in a bad way. No, like, you probably said, I'm going to challenge him. No, I, I did challenge it on one or two that I was probably, but again, it was like, I had come from a way that this was how we done it. And he was like, I want it that way. And I'm going, I haven't done it that way yet. And he goes, well, this is the way I want it. And I went, right, that's the way I want it. I'll do it. And I wrote, uh, and I wrote in. But there was the la- like a couple of players, I won't name them, but they probably went out of their way to keep Paul. like. And eventually, I'd say to them, lads, that's not going to work. like, Because you're, you're not, that's not just that's not the way football is. And you're never going to keep them happy all the time. like. So be a bit of yourself as well. So I would have had a... I would have been really aggressive on the pitch and, and there was times I probably, I, the first year particularly, I probably let the team down a little bit. I got sent off twice down in Cork. Uh, I got sent off and then I got, um, I got one was a handball on the line. The next one was, I got sent off but because my disciplinary points were high, I ended up missing a few games. So I was like, but I remember having a conversation with Paul then going, Listen, I, have to, I still have to be aggressive, Paul, because air back four probably wasn't. We had Jay Gavin, Ryan well, Shelley. even before him, you would have had Stephen Gray yeah. and and and, oh, I, and, and, I, and yourself. Yeah, yeah and I then think. like Webby was probably the one that ended up being the aggression out of the, the back four would have been me. And I was like, I have to keep a bit of that. And sometimes I went too far and I got pulled up on it. But I just felt the dynamic where it was the first year was a lot about feeling everyone out and how the dynamics was and how it was going to be and. Paul's demand was really high all the time, like, and, and he he would he would mentally get at you to the point where you thought oh, I can't do this. There was so many lads, and no, no yeah, problem saying no, that no, to no. you. Really, yeah. There was, you got to the point. I remember Brian Shelley going, I can't do this, and I'm going, you have to, like, 
you know, you have But to. you must remember too, though, Graham, to be fair as well. And we all came I mean, around, probably right. I mean, you're dead right. But the problem is, some of the players that we signed, they had been getting away with horrendous yeah. things. Yeah. That's the difference. No, no, I understand yeah, and that. That's, yeah. that's the reason. Like Brian why. Shelley's fitness improved. He became player of the year. Like, mm. there's not, like, like I went from being a centre-back that I had one good season to being, by the time I was leaving, which Paul touched on, I was probably one of the better centre-backs in the league, especially left side, say. Like, so I went from being that to, to that. Mm-hmm. Like, but again, I, I could close my eyes now and tell you, where every player on the pitch should be when we were playing at certain times on the pot. Like, you, no problem. That was now, I could do that now. Yeah. Like, I could say, we get to this area of the pitch, this is what we're going to do. We get to that area of the pitch, this is what you can do. Now, I always kept that little bit of percentage of me that I had to, because I, 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 not in a bad way. I think Paul would say the same. He worked under managers, but there's also a reason he signed me, like, he signed yeah, me for exactly, a reason. He exactly, signed me yeah. because, and I don't know why he signed me. I never asked. You're him. right. I don't. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, like, I think I, I end up playing. Big revelation, though. Like. I end up playing the most games. I yeah, played the yeah, most yeah, games. But I think, like, yeah, but I think probably the, at the time you also have to remember. I'm sort of trying to build a team. Yeah, I know. And probably a club as well. Yeah. Maybe at the time. Why did you sign him? Why did I sign? Because I wanted a left sided centre back. Now we already had Stephen yeah. Gray. No, I thought yeah. um, Graham was aggressive. And, and again, too, I wouldn't have any problem with being players no. being aggressive. Absolutely not, mm. because I was probably the same myself. Mm. Um, but I think there's aggressive play and at the right times, and then there's stupid play, yeah, crazy yeah, play. Mm. And I mean, I think no matter who it is, no, I mean, I, I had to be told about it too. Yeah, I know. And that's I the know. bottom line. But do you I, remember him playing? Do you? I played against him. <laughs> yeah. You don't look, he looks at me, doesn't he? <laughs> I must have been playing with UCD, wasn't it? Yeah, I was yeah. playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was playing, I had come back and I played with Pats, mm. and I, I actually made a tackle in the game, and you came over and had a go at me, and I was like, you, I says, you would have made that tackle. And, and, he, went, and he went, yeah, you're probably right. And, just, <laughs> yeah. and then, uh, I'm going to sign you. So, <laughs> no, I don't, like, again, I don't know. Like, I think, I, I'm not sure how it happened, but, like, there was times, like, listen, I did overstep the mark once or twice, um, I, that I got sent off, but, Majority of the time, it was like we were just so driven. We were, yeah, it yeah. was like you, like you couldn't, like you couldn't. You were driven to the point where sometimes you go like, gives a bit of leeway here. Like you know, mm. I've been, I've, I've had ten good games. Like you know, but it was like Tough that, love. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like very rare. I probably like, especially with me. Like I don't know if Paul probably thought that's the way I have to be. Like I, I remember going through where Paul one day says to me, "I tell you what." You've played through a lot of injuries. You've been great for the last couple of weeks. I'll, I'll give you a rest. And I was like, no problem. <laughs> Thanks. Like, you know. And then what happened was something happened where, no, no, Jay. And he gives Jay a rest. And I'm standing there going, like, I'm black and blue. Like, I'm like <laughs> bruised and wrecked. And I'm going. And Jay wouldn't break a sweat in some games, wasn't he? Like, Jay was like that. Like, and I'd be going. He was a very good player. Yeah, he yeah, was. He was brilliant. Yeah. And I, I enjoy playing it, yeah. beside Jay. Like, but, and th- again, but, like, Jay, the ball would get put up between me and Jay, and Jay would go, on you go, Graham. And I'd go, right. <laughs> I'd say one thing, though. I give myself credit for signing some players because the players I did sign, that's what I said, that yeah. what I had to deal with and what I had to get them to do in terms of to get them to play. Did you know before you signed them that they'll be able to withstand this regime, kind of? Or? Well, uh, look, again, too, that pre- I mean, you're probably right there. There was probably a couple of players who probably at that stage probably were saying to themselves... I have to change, or, or geez, do I really want it? Mm. Um, but, and I mean, I'm tackling Jason Gavin, who's played in the Premier League, and I don't care what he says about me, or any player for that matter. 
when I signed the players, I'm there to do a job. The club have um, entrusted me to um, bring on a full-time club. And remember, we're not talking about Shamrock Rovers, Dundalk. It's easy. It's easy to do it at the clubs that have the history. Easy. The history of our club at that time was mm. relegation, promotion, relegation, financial difficulty. And these people were prepared to do what I was asking them to do at the time. And I signed players, as I said. Some of the players, you're looking and saying to yourself, he's at this club, he's at this club. He looks like to me he's been getting away with absolute murder. And I think one of the things <laughs> was... Can I, can, I, can I say, Paul, yeah, though, on Jay that? Gavin was one of them, yeah. Uh, uh, there's, there's, there's so much in this, but how do you look back, say, at someone like Keith Fahey now, for example, yeah, yeah. who, subsequent to leaving Drada, went on and played for Ireland, played in the Premier League, was outstanding, but... Clearly, you didn't. You, you had issues at the time. And how do you look at that? Do you look at that as as well? His attitude wasn't right at that stage, and I, you know that was the way. Or do you think could I have got more out of him if I'd approached that in a different way? Right. Well, then look, Dan. I think at the time when um, Keith was there, now I bumped into him once or twice there around. And if he was really being honest, he would probably say it was the best thing that happened to mm. him. Right. In one sense, for him personally, because I think at the time. Um, like it's well documented, Keith was not great off the pitch, yeah. let's say. Um, and again, so I tried to help him when he was at Drada. There was once or twice, and then a tour time. Now, I just go back onto what we spoke about there a few minutes ago. It's very difficult if you're trying to implement things and then say, well, let him away with it. Now, if you've got a couple of players who had come from that background, we had maybe several players at the time that came from that type of background. Mm. So I'm trying to get them. To do things, and I don't believe that you like to be fair, you let them go. And that's when I go back to about the dressing room players. I'm sure they did say it to players, and um, listen, you're stepping out. This is not what we want. We want to try and do this, and you're either part of it or you're not part of it. And you're right, I mean, the club signed Keith Fay, but again, too, um, I felt that for me and for the and, and for the team. It was the best thing to do. Yeah. No, and I respect yeah. that point. And yeah. I think that's like, yeah. a, it's an interesting And I think it would be wrong, debate. sorry. Yeah, yeah, if Keith was to say, or oh, this, that, and I remember when he first left, he said, ah, it was a mistake going to draw that. But it wasn't. I mean, if he, like if Keith had that sort of dumb what he done, um, and, and trained and played, but it woke him up, I think. And that's being honest. It did. Yeah. Now, I, I wouldn't say, um, Keith had unbelievable ability. Yeah. Really did, and he went on, and I'm delighted. Like it doesn't, I'm not, I don't sit at home and say, Keith Fatty went on to play for Ireland. Absolutely not. Um, because that's not the way it is with me. And I don't, it's nothing personal when it comes to football with me. And that's even to this day, nothing personal. If I say something to somebody in terms of football, it's because I feel it might need to be. Yeah. Now, whether that's a younger player or an older player, because you're an older player doesn't mean you can't learn. And because I'm an older coach doesn't mean I can't learn. Yeah. So, I mean, I've no problem when I say that to people. It's nothing personal. It's only to do what we're looking to do. So if you don't do that as a, as a, as a, like as a coach, you're not doing your job, I don't think. Mm. I just think you're, like you're really um, different. And as I said, people have a perception of me, whether that's clubs. So what if I want to be um, the best I can be or, 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 or demanding the players or maybe looking to improve clubs? I don't see anything in that. But can I ask you then, in, your, in the five years you've had out of the game, which is tough. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. tough. And we, we've had interviews with you previously. And I, I don't think it's unfair to suggest it comes across like you're hurt by this absence. In a sense, not, not people not replying to you when you've applied for jobs and stuff like that. I, think, I don't think I'm misrepresenting how, how, you've, anybody how, how you felt. Of course it would. 
But in that five years, did you have any sort of moments of reflection where you think, I mean, if I get back in, do I need to do things a bit differently? Or are you still very much, you still have the same philosophy now that you would have had when you were managing Drogba? Well, look, it's probably a little bit different. I think when I was out of the game, and again, too, as I said this loads of times, anybody can employ anybody they want for a start. So, it, like, it, like, it doesn't bother me. But I think if you apply for something, and you don't hear back from it. And I think no, I one or two clubs would have probably said things, which is not true. Because I look at clubs, some clubs are spending a fortune, and they might be getting one round in Europe over, after four years of a coach. They, if said, that was it, they me, said it to you, like, or said it about no, you? No, said about me, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, the, like, and, and some of the clubs have made a hands and mm. made an absolute hands of their clubs by not doing the right things. And also, too, I think when, you're, like, when you do your licences, and you're and you're and you and you're a professional licensed coach, and you're told, well, you have to do that. And when the jobs come along, well, then no, un unqualified people with a qualified person with them. Mm. Like, like, come here, let's be serious. If you want the league to progress, you have to do the right things. I feel. Yeah. And did you, did you feel but to go back, but to go back to that previous point, did have you thought about in that reflection about? Ch- you know, changing in some way. Change is maybe the wrong word, but have you doubted and thinking, okay, if I come back, maybe I need to do things differently, or do you still have the same beliefs you had at Drada? No, well, I think, in, like, to be fair, Dan, like, like when you look at the league in general, right? I mean, I'm in the first division at the moment at Lone Town. It means it's a great little setup, a good club, and there's some good players. But again, as well, too, I think if you're not, um, like, a coach, you can still be, the, like, like, I'm still as intense as ever. Yeah, you haven't changed. No, in terms of training-wise. But I mean, changing, like, as in what, that I can say to someone, I will look, I mean, if you want to be late, you can be late if you want to. But I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't say that at the moment uh, where I am because I'm there for eight weeks and it's probably a little bit different. I have some sort of uh, cop on to think that's... um, Maybe I'm not going to be able to say to fellas, listen, it's not a full-time club. It's a little bit different. Yeah, I get you. Can I I ask uh, you something? And Mm. it's something from a player's point of view because... Like I remember about probably about four years ago, five years ago, we were out and we were out having a Christmas night out, and there was a good group of us extra of the players that were there. It was about seven of us, I think. And you came in with your wife, and I we went over and said hello, how's things? And no, I think I came over to you. So I'm not no, you that. walked straight into us, <laughs> and then I yeah. came over and have yeah. a chat. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I says, do you want to? Did I not ask you what you was doing there? No, yes, you were like not at home. No, yeah, no, it was, it was, yeah. So I said. Um, but my thing again and I touched on the influence you had on all the coaches around the league and you, you, you've like the people that you've worked with my thing as a person is I, I like cultivating relationships with people I like having a good connection with people or chatting or in football people that I trust and that I like and that I value and it was something that I've never known you to do and it was something that I always thought with the influence you have on the on the on the on the players you coached, and like not even in a mentor type role, but somebody to bounce stuff off or even to make a call. Listen, Paul, like even me as a, a starting out as a fresh coacher, like just like the likes of Gary and, and Andy and things like that. That you, you had a lot of influence on these. Oh, Gary Crown, Crown and Andy Moyle. Now yeah. I know you're you're playing against them now, yeah, so yeah. it's different. But mm. like there was a lot. Of t- I, I I think I rang you one day. Um, when I was in Scotland asking about something about a pitch that we trained on and oh I, when we were away yeah yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, and I yeah, rang yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I went and I went to sort of have a conversation with you and you went right good luck mm. and I was like and I was like I was disappointed because right, I thought right, yeah, yeah. 
Like there wasn't even a how are you getting on, Graham, or how yeah, are you finding yeah, yeah. it, or mm. general chat. And that's like Dan's question. I'm not saying you have to change. You, you're your own man. Like, like I, I, I don't. I'm still sort of. Your intensity is 100 percent right. I, you should, you shouldn't be late. Yeah, 100. percent But in that type of thing, as with all these coaches up and coming, like you could have cultivated so many good relationships around the game that you, you could have helped these people. Or, or, or had. I don't know. I think you're. I think you're quite set in your. That's your family. You, you go about your business. You don't need these friendships. I'm not. I'm not saying. No, necessity. I wouldn't say that. I don't think, Graham. To be honest but, with you, I mean, even now, if I meet players, or no, or, I know or, that. Yeah, like, but, yeah, I don't have. But you also have to remember too. There's a few players would have said things to me that I don't think were true yeah. either, and that's probably a reason why maybe. And I think in regards to um, coaches, nobody's really ever even asked me. You know. Um, and that's that's the truth because I would help anybody yeah. because when like when you think about it while I was a player the latter part of my years I would have helped a lot of young players yeah. mm. and um, I'll give you a couple of instances now um, I was in work one day and um, I got a phone call didn't know the name on it there was no name and it was just a number and uh, <clears throat> it's one of the coaches at Shells actually he wasn't um, at Shells at the time Um <laughs> To be honest with you, I, 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 I would say his name. It's not that I'm afraid, of, but I don't want to embarrass him, to be honest with you. That's fine. So he says to me, Paul, he says, yeah. And I says, um, oh, how are you doing? He's, he gave me his name. And I said, yeah. He says, um, listen, I'm just wondering, could I um, have a chat with you and pick your brains? And I said, brains? I said, you might learn that off me, but, but sure, if you want to, he says, I'll meet you. <clears throat> so he says, yeah, that's grand. And um, <clears throat> he says, um, how are you doing? Are you doing that? And then... And, I said, no, not really. I said, doing little bits here and there. And um, he says, um, all right, yeah. He says, well, I says, the only thing I says I'd be a bit disappointed about it is, I says about people that would have done courses and um, have been. And I, I also feel that in my age group, at the time I left the FAI, like 53 years old is probably coming into the prime of your life as a coach. And that's my view. And not, I think... A lot of young coaches have, I can look myself in the mirror every day and say, well, I didn't know if anyone to get a job. Mm. I was out for five years. So going back to anyway, so he said, look, he said, I just want to meet up with you. And I said, fine, no problem. And I says, um, um, just give us a text whenever. So he says, great, I'm delighted. And I says, yeah, that's grand, no sweat. So um, text me back then the following, I think it was, the, oh, look, I have um, a midweek game. It could have been a League Cup game or something. And to this day, I've never heard from that fella. Mm. Now, this guy, to me, he wouldn't be my type anyway, and that's being honest with you, because I would never, ever not meet mm. anybody, and I've said this, whether that's a club looking to you, for you to manage them, to, be, to play for them, or for me to help somebody, not a problem. Well, I think, um, I think what Graham is touching on is, um, I remember Alan Cawley telling me how he invited you to his wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his kind of line was that you were gobsmacked. That he was inviting you to his wedding, and I was like, "What me?" And I think maybe you underestimate your influence on the players that you, the players. Yeah, possibly, them. but also too. I mean, like, in, in, in all fairness, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a stand-up comedian, but I have good sides too. To be <laughs> honest, and so, I, I mean, I'm as good as anybody. So, so to have a, apparently, Dan, at the stag, there was it was arranged that they'd have a game of Astro, and uh, and like. Dooley on the pitch, like playing the Astro, was basically Dooley, like as a coach. And some of the lads in the Astro just couldn't back <laughs> no, it think, at all. No, that's, that's taken out of context. That's taken out of context. Yeah, in fairness, see, when you joined in, right, we noticed it. 
a lot, right? <laughs> and there was one, probably you didn't notice it as much. <laughs> Whenever you joined in air sessions, it was like it just made you more cranky. And we were like, <laughs> and we were like, well, don't let him join in. <laughs> like well, well, it was like it was like you, you just the frustration level just went like, why would you do that? And you'd be like, oh, like right, and then the well, lads would be giving it that one. But like in a funny okay. way, like yeah, it was but like, in yeah. though, it could have been worse. Look what Wayne, Wayne, Wayne what's the name? Wayne, Wayne, Wayne oh, no, Wayne, Wayne, Jason Knight, yeah. yeah. Well, so I never really got in. No, he didn't. No, it was odd time you jump in. I remember one time you had to, yeah, you wouldn't have been late with the tackle. No, I remember one time he played one into me to play a one two, and I've given him the the one two on the run, but he knew he was wasn't gonna, and he sort of went. I stopped, just set it back, and I was like, right. And his arms are up, and he, he's nodding his head, and he's nodding at somebody else, and I'm like feeling that small going. Oh. But, but I remember Neil Horgan in his Neil Horgan did his book about his time at Cork City. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, did you read it? No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Now, he ha, like, Two he, of them. He did have a description about the, your video analysis sessions on the Monday, where like the terror of the players. I think you've alluded to it there. Yeah. You like that? You'd come in, and I think this was towards the end of Cork City where like the power was being cut and there was all sorts of stuff and you were trying to do your video analysis but then I think it went like I think you lost the TV okay. or something at the end of the year and but the players were like get... oh thank god we're not getting this one and a half hour <laughs> Davin O'Neill was getting slaughtered every week apparently well I wouldn't you know. say slaughtered no but, <laughs> Dissected. but I think uh, but that's probably the word yeah, <laughs> yeah. or maybe um, but again though too I mean if you think about it you didn't have if, like if yeah. you're not doing that you're not doing your job, yeah. in my mm-hmm. opinion. And I think even more so now. Because, I mean, I read stories about some of the great coaches in different sports. Uh, Joe Smith. But was he successful? Yes, he was. And was the team successful? And that's why I don't really understand players when they come out and they start having goals at coaches I don't, yeah. when they're successful. I, I, don't, I, I don't really understand it, it. I've never... I, something I don't get, and you get a lot of it here. People come on the podcast and you'll ask people questions. I I don't think it's appropriate for people to talk out a torn of what happened in a dressing room. Yeah, because like I, 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 don't, I don't agree. Yeah. I don't, I if think, I was to start on players... Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I, like I, 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 yeah. I wouldn't sit here and tell you a private conversation me and Paul had and say, oh, well, this happened. No, like that, I wouldn't do that because... There's a trust that we had it in private. And, now, mm. and, and it could have been a fallout. It could have been something good. But it was a private conversation. The stuff that happened in their dressing room, I'd never talk Sacrosanct about. Sacrosanct. Yeah, and I, and, and I think people coming on are looking for that clickbait moment. Or I'll tell you a Roy Keane story because they know Roy Keane has X amount of clickbait stuff because he's the most popular clickbait sports yeah. personality in Ireland. So, therefore, I'll tell you a story about what he said in the dressing room. I'd never turn around mm. and say, Paul said this to a player. Like... He, 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 but air video sessions I think one. I'll give an example we had a session where I think we beat Finn Harps and it was sort of where we went to you as a, as a team and went Paul can we fix this and you were like right how fix what we, we had done a video session I think it was a, it probably ended up being you mean fix something in, in the team in no, terms no, of playing no it was more fix how we do our video session oh yeah 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 so it was like no and it, yeah. not in a bad way it was, yeah, yeah. It was a good thing because it was a couple of times I had spoke to you again the relationship was better then I mean, even a Pats game where we, we I think Jay Gavin had got sent off and we I spoke to you after the game saying Paul we were a bit open we maybe should have went and you went do you know what Monday morning went do you know what Graham made a really good point really yeah it was like no because I didn't do it in a I didn't go up and go and now there was times I'd, I'd go hold on like and we'd have a row but there was times this was one of those I went Paul we went down to 10 men here before 
Pat is a small ground. If he did if he done this, it might have helped. And Paul went, walked away. He came back Monday and he went, No, do you know what? You're right. And I'm he said actually me, amazed at this. Oh no. And, and no, this is just this is perception of Paul. No, do you know what I think it was, Graham, to be honest with you? If I'm like and to be honest, I stand corrected too. I think we played Pats and you were sent off and we ended up still winning. Or was it was it no. a cork game? We 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 won one game and we lost one. And I says we stayed the same way when we, when we lost you. We didn't go back to four four one. We stayed a different with with still two attackers. Yeah, something yes. like that. And it was after that we didn't do it. And I said that was probably I yeah, should have done. Jay Gavin got sent off because remember we didn't yeah, do it exactly. And it was it. but was a conversation that yeah. I like I said listen because it happened with me and whatever. But I have it was a good memory. Yeah, fairness. and I do photographic memory. Yeah, I do. As well, I do. You do what I do. Yeah, no, I do. All right. Yeah. So I went. I I spoke to him, and I was in the. I think it might have been around the. I was sitting in the corner, and that conversation that came up. But there was a couple of times when you go to him, and we'd have conversations where it was like this. We feel again dressing room. There was one with we done a, a two-hour video for we we had won the game. But just just going back to the video thing, right? <laughs> I think at that time. It was no, completely we, uh, different. Yeah, we were VCR here. Exactly. Like, yeah. exactly. So what happened that was... That was some of the Cork City your, stories. Your, your main well. problem was yeah. with the technology. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So what exactly. happened was... It wasn't, it wasn't no. up to date. Like the, Couldn't it wasn't clip it or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that was we it. went to Paul and said, listen, we've done a two-hour video. We won one nil. <laughs> like, and it was like the two hours became... And it was weird. I don't know if you noticed this because us as players were in a bubble. So we went and spoke. So what happened was, I think a week later, the DVD arrived. Which was great, but then I was like, fast forward to yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and the yeah. video sessions became an hour. Yeah, right. But but I mean, I think exactly, at that stage, and that's yeah. where it changed, yeah. and that's where it was like, right, well, yeah. two hours is too much because again, players' attention spans. But this, yeah, but this is the thing. And imagine about, that now. Imagine yeah, it now. But that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. To you. it's it's different. Then yeah. it was different. Then I mean, you're going back to two thousand and five. Yeah. yeah, look at mobile phones now, right? So, but that's like, what how the thing I'm saying. Today, to at the start, we're not talking about no. Shamrock Rovers right, or no, Dundalk. No. Mm. Um, <laughs> over the years what we're talking about is a club who were only starting yeah, yeah. trying to get there and unfortunately uh, 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 like I didn't have that at that time Can I ask maybe you that a was coming down well, the road yeah. um, did you notice because at the start we probably turned on each other a little bit in the meetings the players themselves would go no no ah, that was his no uh, uh, yeah, like and then what happened was by probably the second year we started sort of putting our hand up and go I probably should have helped them there. That, that's yeah. that's very interesting. And so, that togetherness came because it was like, and that's what I, I alluded to at the start, where I said, "You, this we need to stay together here and be together. And if Paul comes, we're together. And we'll be together all the time. And it was like, you're not going to keep them, like a couple of players again, not named. So they came on board and got, so when, when Paul would come after me for something, Graham, you're too high there. Where did you? And, and I go, right. Someone else would go, I probably should have helped them. And then it'd be a snowball where the whole team became involved, where the criticism was aimed at five of us instead of one person on their own sitting. And that brought us together. And I don't know if you noticed that as a manager. Did you notice it or was it something that you liked or you didn't like? No, I mean, that's what you, you want. Know? It's yeah. like what I says about eventually, like, remember, when you're starting now, and I said this, the more you go on, you want the players then to do mm. the right things by running your dressing room and 
if there's something on the table, that's fine if they say, yeah. well, listen, I think there, or, or they might disagree and say, well, I think that there, well, then... That, but did I you don't. notice that as a group? Yeah, well, I think... Us, like, you know? Yeah, but, but of course, but, the, but, but, but like that went for everything. Yeah. That went for the, the quality of training yeah. from the players to, to, to as I said, uh, um, so who let's say, appearance at the clubs. Like, who stepped up to the mark then? Who became the leaders in the draw address? Well, I think, I think Graham would have been one. I think Shane Robinson would have... James Keddy was there as well yeah, at the James. time. Like, good professional players. And I think at the time... But I mean, I remember Shane Robinson um, when he first came to draw the too. And <laughs> I'm asking him to do this and do this. And like they used to think, and, and, no, I, and no. I think you're right what you said. They, they probably were giddy because it was full time and it was a decent setup at that time. I don't know what it would be like equivalent to now. But I remember saying something to Shane, listen, you need to do this, this. And come on. And he'd look at me and he'd say, and but by the end of it, I mean, the condition they were in. The, um, and as I always said, I think improved them more is tactically, technically, physically, and mentally. See when done, see when they done the, the fella at Dundalk, the strength and conditioning coach came out and said something about yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the most professional a football club in Ireland's ever been. This is the fittest that football team has ever been. I, I was I, mm-hmm. we were very I was very proud and I know a lot of the lads in our group are very proud by that because mm-hmm. Air really, Force yeah. yeah, Air Force Gear, like Air Force Gear at Drotta was like, when I, te- like, we would train in the morning, physical session Monday morning. we then do a legway session. Now, you, the legway session was half an hour of a absolute Blast. most intensity yeah. you've ever done. Mm-hmm. You didn't stop. I put you mm-hmm. on a weight machine. I changed your weights. You stayed under the bar. Go. Mm-hmm. Go. Go flat out. Mm-hmm. And then we train in the afternoon. It was a very good program. Technical session. Where did you get all that from? Liam Heaven Liam with Heaven, another fella. Yeah, um, fella by the name of Torsten was yeah, his name. He went a bit. He mad. had come back from the States, um, the guy. And Scandinavian fella? Or? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Torsten something yeah. was his and name. And then we were on a revolutionary for the By the way, yeah, and, a, and the ex, an extreme diet to the point of like. Now, I wouldn't have put him on that diet. No. I, I mean, we I ended up, to do we ended, up, we ended up having a discussion about the diet, diet again later yeah. on because an yeah. Olymp- Paul brought in an Olympic guy. But like, we had, like, in fairness, like I said to you, the intensity of it, like, so you're, you imagine you're going back out to train, your legs can't move mm. here, your brain is going, what's going on? Mm. And then you're getting told you need to be here tactically. So we could run that in our sleep. Now I speak to people, and listen, I don't get, don't get me wrong, we were a good, we were a really good team. There was other really good teams at the time. Yeah, Derry were excellent. Pats were good. Pats were good. Strong. The Danoff spoke Cox. about that era, like yeah. that was a strong. Oh, the, the, the four teams in mm. shells were shells yeah, were good. Yeah. Bowls were coming to the end of, but got going again. I think shells shells might have been on the sort of the problem where they, they won were. the year, yeah, they won yeah. the league the year before. Yeah, and us. I think yeah, Cork were good. Cork were excellent. Yeah, I strong. always remember in two thousand and six. It was a good league. Two thousand and six was shells last year, That's and I always right. remember there was a game in Talca towards the end of the season. Too yeah, and you guys were we went toe we, to toe. With you them, were yeah. one year away from your league win, so and I remember. I just remember thinking this is a really good game because where did you where did you finish in two thousand and six? Probably third, third, fourth. I think third or fourth. We got it last last third or fourth. Well, sorry. So yeah. and you're thinking, God, this is the team that's t- like this is a good level. You yeah, know yeah. that was a really. But then shells obviously capitulated and, and yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. But they in three, the only four team, years, they were the only team missing out of the league. Yeah. that year and that's why when I see some people say ah well he might have only won one league or whatever but it was a really strong yeah. league yeah. It, it wasn't the case of Galway were full time mm. they had a decent team too Tony Cousins was down there mm. yeah. I think and a lot of the teams Derry were good Stephen Kenny might have been yeah, at Derry he was, yeah. was he 
and they were really good. But they finished second so, three years so, in a row. So, like. so, so how hard was it to take when it all when it all broke up? Like I was in Baku for the Ireland game last week, and someone pointed out. Um, that like uh, Joe Kendrick had been out there, John Tamburis had been out there, right, Adam yeah. Hughes. I think like a load of your lads when the whole thing broke up, they went yeah. out on trial. I'm not sure if they no, all the other two signed. signed. Joe, Zaid, jo- Joe signed and, and um, a- a- Adam signed. Adam, Adam Hughes Tambor. signed. And no, then, Adam Tambor, John Tamburis signed. Yeah, he signed. Yeah. And like you know, I always remember being in Kiev and and the ball trickling across the line. You know, Robbo's shot that hit the inside of the post, and Adam Hughes's miss. And yet, within like twelve months of that, maybe. Yeah. The whole was thing disaster? was gone. Was like, I mean, it must affect you that because it was. Yeah, but I think you're so close to the top of the mountain, and then all of a sudden you're down the bottom. Well, I think just what Graham was speaking about there about the um, the shape of the players, and they were because yeah. remember, in, in in our European runs, that's you're not talking about an electricity league. You're talking about your European games. I mean, we finished the strongest in um, extra time in HJK, IK starts. Start, yeah. Then you go to. Um, the Helsingborg was probably the one that yeah the one that, 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 that yeah and that was probably my fault and yeah. I have no problem with yeah. that um, because because well, well, let's say this even at the time I come back to us but then when you go to Dynamo Kiev I mean we were the better team in my opinion over the hundred and eighty minutes we, we, we like we were the better that's team. a phenomenal thing to say like we finished stronger we had more chances now we might have rolled our luck a bit in the at the game, time probably probably yeah. yeah but even in terms of go to go over there. And to play the way we played, we were able to compete with them because physically, we were in good condition. Tactically, they knew what they were doing, and mentally, and and everything they had, they were very good. They really were. Is that your biggest regret that you didn't win that game? Like, well, I don't know about the regret. Of course, you would have liked to win it. Of course, mm. I mean, I mean, it would have been brilliant. But I mean, Shells had done brilliant previous runs, and we're talking about going back nearly twenty years, are we? Yeah, uh, yeah roughly. Yeah. And you look at it now. It's still, yeah, it's still not moved on. No. Some of the teams, when you look at Dundalk, mm. obviously Rovers there um, a number of years back, but some of the European results are not as good, you know. And I think it's hard. You, like, it's, it's, it it's is hard. difficult, it's, yeah. And like I think you're taking on teams with infinitely more resources, like. So. But I think, I think not uh, much not, of the time, not them all. Most of the time, sometimes you are, sometimes you aren't. I'd say like Dundalk are like somehow but, but expected. Why to have put they moved to... on though, Johnny? Like why have they moved well, on? That's more the debate, isn't that's it? That's the debate. Yeah. it's not that. It's not yeah, that you're saying. Like they have more resources. Mm. It's like yeah, but they. Where do we go though? They've put, because there's no infrastructure in this country. Mm. For an, there's for no an, finances. There's no finance. Mm. So the government aren't putting infrastructures into place, right? If you, I guarantee you, right? And 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 we had a really good training facility. We were driven. We were well looked after, right? Even wages wise, good. We all moved up. We all made the sacrifice. We all done what we had to do to be successful for the club. We signed long term contracts. We committed to what we were going to do. You had a really good training base. The, the the ground was terrible. It still is. Yeah, yeah. So, but we had a good it. training base. So if you if you give a, a decent budget with a good training base, you'll do well in this. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's no there's no training bases. Like there's no training bases. So why haven't either the government and the FAI, where all the money they've spent, gone and said, let's put facilities in place for our future players and for the current crop to give us something? Mm. And they don't. Nobody backs anybody. It's all about. Oh well, and then there's Abbottstown, which is great, but like, no league, no that base is that base. I mean, for like, even that detail is important. And you've been away, like you know, even that hub. Of, I assume as a manager, you didn't want to be renting some facility oh, somewhere or whatever, and you know, going in and there's another I team knew training where I, on an I knew where I was every or whatever. Time. Like we go into we go into Mosny. Right? I go into yeah. Mosny. I'd arrive nine o'clock in the morning. 
I go in and do prehab. I go, I do my stuff. I do a little bit of weights. I tick away. I would stay in Mosley until three o'clock in the afternoon, mm. playing ping pong with the lads snooker, on the weights, yeah, snooker, snooker yeah, hall. Yeah. Like mm. really, we were, yeah. yeah. Like I didn't. I look like, but like I know. I, I told you, like I just loved being around team. Like, like. Mm. He'd laugh, he'd the, go, the, would you ever stop? And I'd be laughing, going, but I, like, I'd be out playing ping pong. And then I'd go, right, in between games, I'd go and do my weights. Like, I do think, something. though... But I, everybody done that. Yeah, but I think at the time, it was really good um, place to have for training. You yeah. knew where you were going as Graham says. But I think it still needed to move on it again. Yeah. And, like, you make just, a good point, though, Paul. Like, we're still miles off. Do you yeah. know, all, all those years later, we haven't really moved well, you're on. You're in Cork when the lights were being turned off, literally, mm. on the place. But I think even a, Cork, when you looked at that, like, it, it was a great little place. Bishopstown really was for the training ground very good it could have been really now I don't it's like now it, it might have improved or like I, I'm not sure yeah I don't know um, but what do we do in this country to you know you look at like the, the, the young players playing for Ireland now and the all the underage teams have like home based players so what do we do it's 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 very difficult well, yeah yeah it's very difficult but I think in, in, in like in any professional sport you need finances and sometimes and I've said this before I disagree with people who say about um, oh should be they be demanding too much or, or they're spending money that's professional sport okay you have to do it within means I understand that but you have to also improve um, every year as you go along mm. and whether that's your um, ground your training ground is the biggest thing that you need and I remember um, when I used to go over to um, Holland the, the, the coach over there used to say to me, your training pitch must be better than your playing pitch because you spend more time there than you do on your actual playing pitch. But I know your playing pitch has to be good. There's no point in having a lovely pitch. How many, how many League of Ireland field. clubs actually own their own training facilities? Like, yeah, but again, too, I mean, I know at the moment, like, I mean, Derry have come into some money. They're talking about mm. a training base. I think yeah. Bowes with some Rovers of probably Bowes have the best, with some of the yeah, yeah. Rovers definitely do. Yeah. I think Bowes yeah, with the Matt Doherty money, I think, yeah. are looking to do something. But they're in DCU. Sorry, so you're right, actually. Sorry, they've got the DCU set up. Sorry, that's completely correct. I think Derry, sorry, are one that are looking at it. And it is an important part of the evolution not just about signing all the players you know 15 years ago right like there's two things that happened Germany lost to England 5-1 yeah they get to the final in 2002 they redone the whole they got Mm. to the final lost to Brazil they still redone the whole academy set right they then win the World Cup a few years later England done the same 10 years ago England said "We, we have a problem and they fixed all their academies now they had great academies they redone them. Mm. They redone their academies. Well, you have to keep can't stand exactly. Yeah. So they were yeah. they were doing academies that we don't have and doing them up even Again. more. Yeah, Again. no, I would agree with you. Mm. And what's yeah. happened is they went. Hold on, we need to improve our training hours. We need to improve our facilities. We need to yeah. get more contact. We need to improve our coach education. But I think it's it's um, and it, then you see they get to a final pot. It's a massive yeah. industry. It's a massive exactly. industry. Exactly. All that's over the Europe. Thing. And we're probably we're too small. Yeah. Well, probably, you know, when you look at it, even in terms of... There's not enough of interest here. It probably, ex- exactly, because it's not your national sport. No. And I've already said this on, mm. on, on your programme before. It's not your national sport. It's not really... It's the, the national team is supported always, probably. Yeah. But it's not still, the national team. It's still the one sport in this country, though, that... Yeah, but it has loads... You know, it, it is the major sport in yeah. this country. I still think football is the, still the it's biggest... most talked about. Yeah, it. like... And you still go to countries like... I mean, I'd be... I'd yeah, but that doesn't give you finances. Yeah. No. It's not yeah. giving you <laughs> the you would, But you would, you would go to, like, you know, Estonia and various places where I saw you guys play and, you know, you'd travel and you'd see clubs in these complexes. Yeah, and yeah. Also, mm. there's a real culture in Scandinavia of yeah. multi-sport complexes. complexes mm. yeah. And this whole yeah. thing is... In Ireland, it's a big thing of the GEA... Yeah. 
club has its pitch here and the rugby club has its pitch here. Yeah. If, if they all actually just put it all together into one. The HJK have, one was brilliant. One you know, you, you see all these up, complexes yeah. in Norway and yeah. Scandinavia. We went to and stuff, HJK yeah. and they had like a, a tier and then you came down and the pitch was underneath it. But on the top road, they had a restaurant that was open all mm. day. So people would go in and eat their food yeah. and they'd be on the pitch. So they had an income from it. I think League of Ireland clubs are trying to go that way, like eventually, and it's a whole bunch of community. It's too type slow. Thing. It's too mm. slow. They need money to do yeah. it as well. It is. This yeah. is the it's thing. Finances, yeah. There's, there's, there's talk and there's murmurs, I've mentioned it on the show before, about maybe, you know, there might be something coming down the tracks in terms of, I think eventually, after how many years, like, you know, 2021 years, you know, but like after like yeah, 100 yeah. years, they were in the blue jerseys last night to celebrate the 100 year anniversary that it does appear that I do think in the coming years you're going to see increased state support and funding. Yeah, but, that has but to the, be. But there's a debate around, and this is the thing, yeah. where do you concentrate your resources? Do you get 20 clubs up to a standard? Do you do a national academy? Do you do yeah. regions? Well, and that's the thing. There's almost so much wrong. There's sort of half of a national academy. I mean, the um, Emerging Talent Programme, yeah. there's they're, they're something along those lines. But the clubs don't have them. No, they don't. And they never had yeah. to, but they never had to worry, Paul, about yeah. the players that were sixteen to eighteen yeah, anymore, yeah, yeah. which is the big mm. yeah. Of course, they were going to England now. where now they can look at our underage squad, and I, and I think yeah. that un- unfortunately, how it works in this country is that when people see that it affects the national team, they yeah. start to go, "Oh, All this right. is this is important yeah, now," yeah, yeah. and it needed that to happen. Whereas, as we know, in the nineties, we didn't care about the league yeah, here because it wasn't important. Yeah, well, it probably wasn't. Yeah. When we when we originally set up the the Rovers Academy, we knew this was coming. You knew Brexit was coming. Yeah. So we were out ahead of it. So we got we got slaughtered. Like the the first year at Rovers, every schoolboy club either attacked us personally on Twitter. Even we're in our own club. What he's doing? What he's doing this for? The manager at the time. What he's doing this for? That came in after. Like that mm. was like mm. no no. And we're going. This is what's coming. Like they're not going to go till they're eighteen. We've nothing for them. When was this? Yeah. This was in when did I go in with Shane? Um, around about twenty fourteen. Mm. Yeah, because it's funny because like I was at I was at a race meeting recently. And I was talking to like he's more of a racing journalist, but he's into his kind of sport. And he's like, "What's Gavin Bazuna worth now?" And he's he goes to me. I'd say he's worth about fifty million. And this lad is kind of like he might exaggerate a little bit. I was like, "Yeah, Rovers have done really well with the one and a half million." Ever. I was like, "Geez, Gavin Bazuna is worth like he must be worth twenty million, right?" That's where we're at. That's the potential of this thing, mm. like, yeah, correct. And that, but I wouldn't disagree with that. I think it's it's va- youth. Youth gives you value, and the fact the keeper can play till he's what age? Forty. So do you know what I mean? Like, so Solo. that's where you're going. He's, yeah. he's, Mark um, Travers did a year there as well too. Mark Travers was with us for a year as well. And Mark, great kid. We, we I had him in our under seventeens. Aiden Price was the manager. I was the coach. We we won the first inaugural one. But there's more coming, but we need to tie them down and put value in them. Like, the mm. reason Gavin's value was so high was Shane Robinson made sure he signed the pro contract. Yeah, yeah But yeah. I've said this before to you as well on, the, um, on, 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 on like one or two other shows that um, we've done. The problem I feel as well, too, is they will not give you the real money for our players, yeah. but they'll go to Finland and they'll go to Iceland and they'll give maybe a million up or more for players, I, I, and I that's because they might go there and see their training complex and see their possibly, setup and go possibly. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've said this because there has been loads of players here who've gone for absolutely buttons, nothing. Mm. But nothing. It, it takes a success story like him for like because he, he's he's the 
exact story that the League of Ireland has to sell in that like he's come he through. is now Johnny he, he was schooled but like he also played at a young age for Rovers and he developed himself as a personality everyone yeah, but says he like is he's now so are you telling me since Gavin Bazoon are going back 30 years there'd be no players um I'm not sure they've had the same like underage kind of upbringing that he's had whereas like he's yeah. been in a good system like he's been like he's probably not wanted for Anthony and they, they recognise his talent, but like he wasn't like he was training. Good but the one thing I would say about Gavin, sorry, he did also go into the first team dressing room at fourteen. You yeah, know, like no. yeah. fourteen, fifteen. No. He, he obviously was like he was around the no. group. No, you know, I mean potentially looking at him. See, we again, again, Shane Robinson. He was playing in him like Rovers at the time. weren't we weren't strong. Like we didn't have strong teams. Mm. So he was he was playing in the thirteen major. He wasn't even a Premier Division player. Team started taking notice. Shane went and said, "Listen, this is our plan for him for the next three years. This is our plan and already. Like, yeah. So we're trying to do this with all our players to go. What's your plan? How how do we hit these markers? So Shane done that with Gavin, cultivated the relationship to say, I'll look after him here. He didn't get in the Kennedy Cup squad, right? So Shane fought for that, and then like he actually probably fell out with his friend for it, but." He fought for all this. He then put him into Ashfield College to make sure he'd done his leaving cert. Again, run by the club. like So he was able to then go, right, he can go full-time. Stephen at the time, and Stephen, I'll tell you this, Gavin played out of necessity because the keeper was having a tough time of it. Yeah, yeah. So he came in as a necessity, but he was able to do it. But how he done it was an effort between the academy and the first team worked together on it. So it wasn't that... He wasn't in the force team. Like, no, no, I guess what I'm saying, though. It, it was a build. And again, it was put in place. And it became then, right, he needs to go now. Because it was a necessity thing. It wasn't that. It was like, when are you going to play him? It was like, right, keeper's had enough now. He needs to go in. And then he played the five games. Alamanis was due back. And it was like, right, we sell him. Now, you're talking about how do you increase value and things. The schoolboy clubs years ago had to sell them before they got to 15 and 16 because yeah. they lost the value yeah. after that. Yeah. They had 18, to go. Yeah. So what happened was, the, it was a buyer's market. So I could turn around and say, Johnny, I'll give you 10 grand from him. And you go, I have to take it. Because he's going to lose value the longer he stays here. Now we're saying, well, they're not. The longer they stay here, they might gain value. Yeah, but you have to, not everyone is like maybe Correct. Rovers, that they have um, exactly. the facilities. Well, this is and the key point, I think. But yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying. So... Also to the league, you need a full time league, yeah. completely full time. Exactly. Yeah. And th- that's 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 one of my views anyway. Yeah, well, I think, it's, I think it's a very important is, point so that Ashley College though like that. I think that helped him as a person, like that. Yeah. He he developed as a person, which helped him on the pitch as well. Because even Duffy was talking about him the other day and he's like, This kid is just No, I know, but but you also I think the point is I'm not like I think that's a very relevant point, but like Bazina was an exceptional player as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We, we need like we can They're we, not can, all like we that, can pick like... one story and go, Well, this shows that it all works. Like mm, yeah. I think, you know, he also has an exceptional ability. And this is my point about the system at the moment that like because we don't we have a very limited version of full time football here yeah. that yeah. This, when we get to lads to 16 17 to give them the amount of training that they need in a lot of clubs not necessarily all clubs mm. they need to go into the first team dressing room like they almost need to but, to be to, like pats have needed to do that with some of our players that correct. you know they have to get them around the group because otherwise What's the options for them? Like they can't train with their under seventeen team. Yeah, in some cases, in the, you know, yeah. evenings and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So but you I have think to make them full time early. Like that's what I you think have also to do. too. Like the under nineteen league. Yeah. Like you probably need a reserve league because I mean there's players with us at the moment too, and I mean they don't play. 
They don't mm. play for maybe eight weeks mm. because they're too old, maybe for the under nineteen game. And do you bring in bench. maybe three overage players in or something or like yeah, sure, into, something. The, yeah. into the league itself? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Because to be the twenty threes in England now, yeah. when you see Paul McShane and Gary Dicker and the last yeah, yeah, player yeah. coach Just, almost yeah, having yeah. like having a Paul Doolan yeah. coming into your but Astro think, game for a couple I of uh, I think an hour. Twenty threes. You know? It's probably like a reserve league. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? That the, 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 was the thing. Like again, even sorry. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like, how do we get them full time? So we've we've a we've a thing program now, a, a transition year program now, where kids come in and train full time mm. and then do education after. But how do we get? What are you up to? Actually, can you explain? To I, I I I work with Rovers on, um, in the under fourteens national league. Um, okay. So I'm with them. Um, I obviously have a different job during the day now. I've, I've come out full time football for the, for a while. But What's your day job then? I work with Mercury Security Distribution, so okay. I, I look after key accounts with them. So um, again, I, I I'm involved with a lot of the stuff and the stuff that we put in place at Rovers before I left. But with Shane and stuff, you're driving this transition year stuff and Gre- Stephen Gray as well. Another one. So one t- three ex drugs kind of working four. Together. I think there's four up there. But, Stephen that, as well. But it's an inter- yeah, it's an interesting point you made outside, and I think some people listening to this might be. Um, Screaming, listen, well, Rovers are talking about their no. academy system. No, I think you have an important point to make on this. Like, for example, I mentioned that the Cup game against Bowes recently where Rovers had eight players, I think 30 or over on the pitch. Yeah. You know, that the actual the age profile of the first team at the moment is it's quite old. And you were saying that actually, well, the, the, the real first crop of Rovers academy players are only coming through because it is something that it, we've spoken about here. All of a sudden, that Rovers team... The age profile has has crept up, yeah. and yet they are the young, the the academy. academy club. So there's obviously there's a bit of a contradiction there. But yeah. you tell me what's or what's a, coming a, through there. Air Force group that came out when we started this again. They're on they're fifteens. Yeah. Start so the ones that we've got, they, we started are under eights and under nines. What did you start? We just started our the training program, the facility building it, and how we done and it. Under under, we started from under eights up. Like, but we, we obviously inherited some teams. Gavin was in them. We had some players that we inherited. A lot of the, the players in the older age groups were players that we recruited because obviously they said, right, we want to go to Rovers. The B yeah. squad was a big team. And we recruited a lot of players, but our first real crop would be our fifteens, our sixteens. Like now, you know, now. And are you happy with them? Like, yeah, like like yesterday, Ireland played Poland. We we seven internationals. One of them played for Poland. You know, so we we wow, yeah. So and then six are in. in so one playing for Poland, really? Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, you can exactly. still play for us. Yeah, yeah. You can, still, you can <laughs> play for all yeah. the way up. So yeah, you can still play. Yeah, I, I went. Th- that was on in Richmond Park. Um, so we we've a good batch coming. We we underneath it, we've more like you know, but they're coming. Like Gavin is the anomaly, and people expect well, you you have to have more of them. Any and Gavin's coming up? Well, obviously Kevin Zeffi left and went into Milan. I the most played as well in the last kid um, that got the goal in um, Turner's Cross. Um, as well, uh, the the Maisie run, um, Shamrock Rovers. Ah, uh, Justin, Frewish. Justin, yeah. yeah, yeah, Justin again. Justin's another one. He's Albanian descent, like Justin, yeah. like so. That that there, like, and and the, the, again, the timing. And I only spoke to Stephen about this the other day. He's like, the timing has to be right for them to come in. The problem, the difference with Pats and Shamrock Rovers is Shamrock Rovers' budget dictates that they have to win the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think I was about in, to say in fairness, true. So uh, yeah. there's a pressure to win the league, and then you have this where well, you need to start playing the young players as well. So that's the that's the internal I, turmoil. I, I, that yeah, you might I, I think he might, he might like. I think I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing, it, but I think Stephen Brady might have had an issue with the narrative about, about the older players and that like well, 
we have a serious squad here. Whereas with St. Patrick's Athletic or other clubs, it was more out of necessity that they didn't Correct. have they didn't have the bulk. But then you go back to the fact that I was at Gavin Mazuna's debut and I was like, this kid is 16 years of age. Kevin Zeffi played, what, at 15? Yeah. And it's like, it's not that he's afraid, but it's like maybe at this stage in time that the senior squad is that bit stronger. Like, I'd like to see a Maku play more. Like, do you know that sort of but way? But I think like, a Pats, I think as well, to be fair to Pats, I think from with Gerard Brown on before... And we spoke about how do we make football in Ireland better. I think we all accept, and Paul, you touched on it there, you need to be able to sell players yeah. and to get a proper amount. And I think it's going to be interesting in the coming years, someone yeah. like James Abankwe. We'll see Abankwe, exactly. Abankwe, who's a real, exactly, yeah. who's a late, who I don't think was a, viewed no. as maybe a great schoolboy player two or three years ago, well, I mean, but seems to have grown. And it'll be interesting to see, sorry, Paul, yeah. like the likes of Abankwe, maybe Dara Burns and stuff, when they do, I think, I don't know, you can never predict, but you know, one, one or two that, of them yeah. might go and it'd be interesting to see what type of money in a couple of years do we start to get for the 18-year-olds who, who by necessity have had to play 60, like someone like Jamie Mullins, you know, is yeah. another player at the moment. Yeah. Um, and there will be Rovers. I mean, Idemo is what, 17 now is the Idemo? 17, yeah. 17. So if it comes to the point where you sell them, and of course, yeah, that's let's, let's we all live in the real world that we'll always sell our best players. players or, yeah. Well, sorry, we used to just let our best players go. Oh, we have yeah. to get to a culture. It'd be interesting to see, does the Bazuna one effect? And then it becomes a sort of a thing of, well, this is the going rate here. If you come to Ireland, and that yeah, also yeah. involves uh, agents and, and so what family and people around what them. But Bazuna was, yeah. it was about half a million up front. And yeah. then subsequently the add-ons. Yeah. Add even mean, the other lad, Liam Scales, that went to Celtic. They got a good fee for him. Like, well, 600 yeah. grand, you know, like you're probably saying to yourself, this guy has been playing in, in, in the league, he's been he's been yeah. in Europe with Rovers. He looks like he. How old is he? He's only twenty two. I mean, if you, you checked around, they probably paid a lot more for some. No, it's true. Our bar else. is set so low that we actually yeah, probably get correct. excited by by six hundred k. But I mean, it's better than well, twenty five fifty or yeah. or a free so transfer loads, yeah. like Daryl Horgan and, and Andy Boyle yeah. in twenty sixteen yeah. leave for nothing. Yeah. You know, after yeah. being in the Europa League. Yeah. So like Jamie McGrath, you know, who look, yeah. I mean, look at what he's done now, and he yeah. left the league for free, and you can make a whole list yeah. of them. So I think it's going to be interesting to see. You know, these when we have more 16, 17 year olds, what the culture becomes. And as I said, Graham, you probably noticed it's the people around them as well, too. It's the, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, clubs can do deals and sign players that so will let them go for nothing at 18. That can't be the, no, that can't be, be the time. I, I, would, I yeah. would like, though, that the clubs look after them, like that they don't, like, say, well, it's, oh, what are we going to get for this lad? Like, and I, that it's important that, like, we do the right thing for him as well. Like, yeah. I think that's important. But by staying at home, I think that naturally happens. Yeah, I, I hope anyway. that, I, like, and I think that was, like, we just exported kids like and just all the best like go off there at 15 to 15, a foreign yeah, country. that was years ago you're and it was right, like yeah. but like yeah. how is this deemed normal it's, it's like well, see your knock on effect of what you're saying about the Gavin one you're hoping the Gavin one has a knock on effect that the value creases mm. I I experienced the knock on effect of the Robbie Keane Damien Duff Richard Dorn era because they were two or three years ahead of me where we just went by the boatload like Mm. I think 40 went to my age group. Right. Different you. rules, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like different where, rules like, then, yeah. Like, I'm on about, like, we'd have a... Done a, a lot of damage yeah, to we, the players. Exactly. Yeah, I think, we, yeah. we, had a, like, we had an Ireland squad where, yeah. like, the lads... We, you, you'd have 30 turn up for a, an Ireland sort of day, training day, and nearly all of them were in the UK. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, lads who couldn't at, get in. At various stages of happiness in their own lives as well. Whereas, like, like, a lot of them are probably like, well, where's this going for yeah, me? Like, where's like, my... Pr- sorry, you were saying that a lot of them couldn't even, weren't necessarily you weren't premium like, school. Yeah, like, I, like yeah. I wasn't. Like, I, I was one of them that was on the fringes of the Ireland squads all the way up as a kid. Like, mm. um, 
I had a few offers then at six. I matured at 16. I, I stayed in Dummy Leaving Cert. I was, I was a little bit different like that. But, but then you, saw you remember, you, I, I always remembered one of the comments you used to say where lads would come back from the UK and there was a, you know, there was a thing that you were like, I need to, I need to break that because it was like, he's off the boat. Like it was like the, they were damaged because mm. they were filed coming well, home. They, they failed. Home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They failed, like. Yeah, but still even now when you look, I still feel as well too. The league is not as strong, right? Because when you look at players who are even going over later, they're not making it. Mm. They're coming back yeah, again. Yeah. And we're not talking about the Premier League. We're talking about Championship, maybe Scotland. League One, Scotland. There's a few now in Scotland that's doing well. But the point I'm saying is they're coming back here, they're going back, and they're not. They're coming back again. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't really give you a good standing, I feel. Yeah, we talk about clubs the, are probably looking and saying, we talk about over, the success, he's been but back, it's, it's, he's come over, yeah. and he's gone. And the hap- what's happening is, in my, in, in my opinion, they're looking at players in our league and they're seeing them maybe playing against a not-so-strong team, with, playing with a really strong team. Mm. And then they say, yeah, we'll take him. When you go over and play against people who are really good players, professional players, physically in good condition, not able to compete. It's funny, though. You never know, though, don't you? Like someone like Jamie McGrath, all of a sudden... Uh, Compared to Richie Tell, say. Yeah, like Richie Tell was the premium know. player at the time. Like I think he was the top goal scorer in the league from midfield. Yeah. And he goes... And then, like you said, Jamie McGrath, who was probably wasn't as well thought of as Richie going and the difference in the yeah. trajectories of it like and it, that again that's a you never know sometimes I've you seen just Jamie never know McGrath at UCD when I was doing the 19s and I remember saying this fella's not a bad player and I brought him into the 19s he really good player Alan Te- Brown was another one I watched your team play yeah. Jamie I think Jamie when he was younger basically said himself he could barely lift a weight and that's yeah. his own yeah. his own words like he he needed to go to the dock and get into a yeah. you know a, a, a full time setup, and that's yeah, yeah. that. I mean, it it brings home the point of some lads yeah. need that setup to bring it out of them. So if you don't have it here, yeah. they're never going to get it. Well, see coming, see coming home and he have an still, experience. He was still good though at yeah. UCD. He, he he had that football brain. You could see it. Well, well, I think you could anyway. Yeah. And um, how much of it? Is, how much of it is about the football goes. brain? Like when you watch, well, it I think it's a huge thing. Yeah. If you understand the game, mm. and you know, sometimes you might have a player who 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 might be uh, quick and he might be this, but he might have no concept of. Mm. Uh, like of the game Jamie McGrath was just won and I mean he wasn't involved until I picked him with the 19s and I remember saying to myself this fella he really scored a goal in Tala I'm not sure maybe if you were there or you were there against Azerbaijan yeah. we beat him 6 nothing. and I've said this if Messi had scored it they would have yeah. been saying what a goal we, what we, a goal we are, we are time is, is creeping time, on um, what, what, before we, well I was going to say about uh, Ireland played last night and they, it's been a good week it's been a, two Ireland wins and actually I was looking Paul at your team in 2011 um, that went to the Euros and there's quite a few like Matt Doherty John Egan and there's a couple of others around the squad Jeff Hendrick you've had a lot of these lads at, yeah. at age group level that sort of group that were born in 1992 like they, yeah, were, they were there it's yeah. a really you know Shane Duffy would he have been he probably, Shane got, was. he probably got he went above <laughs> did he or did he? no I didn't pick him for right. um, the finals Shane I didn't I went what with John your... I went with John John Anthony O'Connor who was a really good player too and um who else was Shane? Anthony O'Connor. Joe Shockens. Joe Shockens, he was the other one, yeah. yeah. He's at St. Mirren now. Yeah. Derek Williams was around the squad who might have been left. Squad, or yeah. Yeah. He, was le- he was left back So why did you pick time. Shane then, actually? That's an interesting one. Again, too, I had no involvement in the four squad that was picked. When I went to um, Bulgaria, I had no involvement. That was the squad that was there. And um, I remember um, there was um, Shane, John. Who was John? John Egan. John Egan. John Egan, Shane. And Anthony O'Connor, where the um, centre backs and um, 
the other lad at Manchester United, Sean um, McGinty, McGinty, is it? Sean yeah. McGinty. And um, to be honest, look, I mean, going back to it, I mean, like this, like like the way some of the players were at that time. Like it's a, it's a funny age group. Yeah. Um, eighteen. Unprofessional. Uh, no, yeah, some of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um, so then I had the next squad. Then so. I had a look at other players, of course. Then and um, Shane, Shane was the um, was was in the first group, but not in the um, the second group that I picked um, the squads. And I mean, yeah, like you only have so many players you can pick. But I mean, there was another fella that was in that squad as well too. <laughs> Again, as I said, he, I didn't pick you gotta, that squad. You, you gotta but name he, him now. No, no, no. You gotta um, name him. No, no, no. And he <laughs> won't. Um, or, or, or should I say, I'd no involvement. So I came to the first game. And um, I was discussing with the assistant manager there um, that was with us at, and it was um, John Egan and Anthony, no, John Egan, Shane Duffy in the first games. And um, we won the first game. And then in the evening, I got a knock on the door to say, um, so-and-so's not happy um, about you. He, he wants to have a word. <laughs> and I says, okay, right, so I go down and have a word. And he says, listen, I want to go home. Um, I wasn't picked and blah 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 and I've been down and I was saying alright I says I, I, I said it's my first game I says um, we were at the win and I was delighted and blah 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 and he said no the club are on to me told me to come home and I says well I said I think that's a bit hasty I says there's two more games to go and um, to be fair the guy ended up being really good. I think he's subsequently played for Ireland. I think I no, know. he I, didn't. He didn't. He hasn't. He oh, hasn't played for the okay. senior team. No, he hasn't. Oh, okay. He hasn't played the senior team. Okay. No. What, what, and the other guy you're talking about, I think I know who you're talking <laughs> about there too. Um, Daryl. Uh, it was on my mind, but Daryl Horgan. Yeah, no, it wasn't he? No. Wasn't on my mind. No, no, no. no. Well, I'll, I'll give you another one too, Daryl Horgan. Did you have a good relationship with Robbie Brady at that age group? Yeah, yeah. Just I didn't even know, no, yeah. know anybody. Yeah. Um, t- um, Dan, to be honest, but everybody knows what. I didn't pick Robbie. Yeah. For the um, finals either, because he didn't turn in for the elite phase, and there's no point in going back over it. No, no, no. Mean, I was yeah. just I was no, just no, double no, checking no, that. No, wasn't I'm him. saying for me, yeah. 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 No, for me, there's no point. I mean, it is mad as well. The passage of time, like these kids are now like Robbie Brady is now like hitting thirty odd and looking yeah. for a club. Yeah. And you have this kind of like, well, oh, geez, I'd, I'd love him to actually progress and still like be a. Well, that's exactly and you what look happened. What Duffy's that's done this year, like, so you, you, you yeah. must take personal. I think Shane. I think Shane probably again. I don't really know Shane, mm. and, and like that's the truth. But at the time, I could probably see why he probably was a little bit like that because mm. it was that not too long after that massive injury yes. he got, yeah, he got and he, he was probably yeah. happy just to be no, living. It wasn't it was the rupture? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you make of it all? Like it's last night was kind of a like it was a, it was a good into like a good week, and I don't. There just seems to be kind of a good like a good vibe around it's weird it. I heard this like I keep hearing this stuff there's a cultural war around there isn't though there was, but it was the same in RT last yeah. night oh, I've never seen a more and divisive and match I'm, I'm like, like well I actually don't think there is a bit there is a bit you know what though Dan but hang on when Martin O'Neill was manager when Martin O'Neill was manager a lot of people were like I don't like this like I don't and it was never spoken about it was like oh it's Stephen Kenny oh he's come from the League of Ireland Didi Hammond he's one of yours like there isn't a cult like 80% of the poll want him to be manager despite the fact our results haven't been good I don't get even that you can't have a proper conversation about it without people saying either you're one way or the other like yeah, I, I, exactly. I, I, I was on record I, 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 yeah, and that's the stuff that I find where I can he's praise he's made mistakes Stephen. like exactly I, yeah. I, I think I think they're a lot more easier on the eye watching them and, and, and they try and pass sometimes I'm like right but I also think that they give up a lot of chances I think they give up a lot of space in front of that back three I seen it last night he played mm. a 3-4-3 three, three. 
and Hurahan and, and Henrik leave a lot of space in behind that little area where they can you can you can cause trouble. Gavin Mazuna is getting man of the matches in some games where that's a worry for me. I don't want my goalkeeper getting man of the match. I think well, so but even to have that dialogue, it's like well you're 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 coming out against Stephen Kenny. I'm not. I think you can be good on the ball and you can be defensively good as well. I think I don't think. But he was never a three at the back coach. No, no, no. no, no, no. What I'm saying is, so, 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 so the overload in midfield is not there no, now. No. So that's one of the pr- things that he has to live with because he's gone three at the back. No, and I he, don't think he, that's. I think there's ways. I think what Graham's trying to say, Johnny, is that even within that system, there's ways of mm. managing that. Uh, like even I was in back here on Saturday you could see oh, at times where are my feet okay, stand like? stop cutting across you could see you could see on I thought me and you uh, yeah, meant yeah, around yeah, these no, two no, are you, could start, you could like you're pumped up in this Ireland chat but like you know let's bring it down to decibel like you could see on Saturday that it was a good win but there was times yeah, when they lost we're the ball in, midfield, like. okay Johnny stop cutting across they lost the ball in the front three and then all of a sudden Cullen yeah. and Hendrick are completely mm. isolated and actually people were giving them stick and I felt a bit of sympathy for them because mm. they were and, listen, and the boy Barry's come in obviously from Chelsea but they have a safety net like in, in, in Kante, Kante yeah. that can cover the ground like Horahan and, and Henrik can't cover that ground and it's unfair for them to be asked to do it so I, I can point that out as somebody who's a coach and somebody who plays the game and that's not me going against Stephen no, that's know that. just me yeah. saying well that's a problem that's gonna when we come up against better teams that's gonna cause from, us from your coaching perspective what do you make of it then? Um, well, look, I think first and foremost, um, going back to um, probably at the start, um, you see, like obviously, if you, like if you get the opportunity to manage your international team at senior level, I mean, it's a great, it's a, I mean, it's an absolute brilliant job, I'd say, to have at senior level. But I do think you have to be realistic with yourself as well, I feel. I think it's like football clubs, associations, they have um, strategies of doing certain things. Now, for me... I think he would have been better staying with the 21s. They were two games away from qualifying for the finals. And six games at international level, it's not a huge amount of experience to be going in at that level of football. That's my view. And I think you're going into it. International football at the moment is unreal, I think, looking at it. I'm looking at it, probably like yourselves. We all love football. Every time it's on, there's a window on. Some of the games some of the play over the weekend is really serious. And I think if you're, you said it there, if you're coming from the League of Ireland, it's even harder for you, to be fair. It really is. Because that's, a, you're talking about safety nets, that's a safety net for everybody else to be saying. Um, listen, he's only come from the League of you do, Ireland. You do think that in Farrow when like, you know, he's done what he's done at Dundalk, yada, yada, this has been great for 89 minutes. Then he deals with Ronaldo. For five minutes, yeah, bang, but, bang, that's it. Like, that's the, that's the standard you're at, like. But this is what I'm talking about. So this is why I think you should give yourself a bit of time to get used to international level. Because even at, the, at any of the age groups, it's really, really good, a good standard of football, I have to say. Yeah. Mm. And to get to know it, and to get to know it at a good level before you do. And I think if you had to stay there and got them, they only need two wins. Iceland at home and Luxembourg away. And I understand people say, well, you know, he's not going to stay there and whatever. But when you go in there... It's a totally different, but you've no players, maybe for three or four months of the year. You're getting them in and you're hoping that you can get your points across. While you're really doing that, and Stephen has come out and saying he wants to change football, and it's not as simple as that, let me tell you. And I would imagine being sort of in that role. I still think, I was listening to the, um, one of your 
opposition, I wouldn't <laughs> say podcast, sports programs there on the way home from Athlone there last Thursday, and he was speaking about it with some journalist guy, I don't know the guy, um, David something, was it? He's David Snade, maybe? Probably, probably. And they were talking about the Baku game coming up. And, uh, upcoming, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. last Thursday. And I was saying, I was listening there to him, and there's certain things that I would say, and it's great, and uh, again, I like football. I want to try and play football too um, when I look. But I think when you look back at the start, and if I'm not mistaken now, we've gone away from playing the centre-backs at the end line and rolling the ball out to go, and that went, that, and, but this is what we were starting with, and we were going to stick with this, and we were going to do it. And it's... Abs- absolute madness. Well, we wh- why we we thirty seven percent possession, whatever it was in Baku. Like. Yeah, no, no. But the thing I'm saying to you is, we probably didn't do that. That's what I'm saying to you. They were playing at the end lines and causing themselves against Portugal. Mm. They caused the You're against penalty. That. No, it's not that I'm, I'm against it. But when I look at the top international teams at the moment, they're not doing it. Okay. The only one that might do it, the only one I think that might do it, is Spain. Mm. I think. And they have the players. Well. Obviously, that's their history, maybe, and, and they sort of set culture. the trends, maybe, in, in the international football. We're, really, we're really going to have to... Just going back, but I, like, I do think there's games in this group. You cannot lose to Luxembourg at home. You cannot draw with Azerbaijan at home. And I don't believe when people say these are good teams. They're not. I watched them last night. I watched the half, Portugal versus um, Luxembourg. Absolutely. Luxembourg were playing at the end line. And you're looking and you're saying to yourself, you're playing Portugal, and it might sound great, and it might look great. The coach, oh, the coach is doing this, the coach is doing this. No, I'm just talking about Luxembourg and these countries. Azerbaijan, the mm. same. They play like that. They're just they're, like they're out for a game with their mates at lunchtime. <laughs> that's that's the way it seems like they play. But I think yeah. and what I'm saying is you can you can change things in time, but you can't be losing games like that. Like there's only two games in 18, is it? Mm. Three and 18. Three and 18 yeah. games, and two of those. So. I mean, you have to be careful because you're only you, you're only making life very, very yeah, difficult. Yeah, respect what he says there. Like, yeah, you know, you in know. fairness, Paul, like, it's, he's come from a managerial perspective, from years of experience, and like, that's a League of Ireland perspective. Yeah, like the thing about the playing stuff, I, I, I agree with. Like, I, I've seen this all through the age groups where we're going to play this way, like, and we're going to do. I've seen it yesterday with Ireland against Poland, but this is the way we're going to play. And then they set up to stop it, and we go, "Well, what? we're still going to stick with it," and they're like. But they're set up to stop this now. What's our plan B? Yeah, roll or do something. I think you can play a possession type of football, but progressively. Like, we're not Spain. That's not our culture. Like, we're not. That's not air culture. Like, England have changed that. Germany have gone, well, we're going to play air culture as mm. well. We have a culture of being, as Paul would say to us, you have heart, you are brave. You'll go into things that you probably shouldn't go into as footballers sometimes because we have that bravado about us. We like being an underdog sometimes, which brings us, but that whole thing of we can still play with an aggression and a power and a and a, and a freedom to us as well without having to be, well, we're going to build through the lines. Like it's like, like, but you can, yeah, I think, yeah, but you, exactly. have, to have, the, you have to have the players, yeah. the right players that start the game, but yeah. I think in the right positions as yeah. well. Sometimes, it, 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 like, like, like I was looking at um, Azerbaijan last night and, and, and Luxembourg, and it's no coincidence they're getting beaten 5 nothing. They're getting the beaten. teams we played aren't, the teams in the last two games weren't... Oh, they're poor. Correct. No, I think we should be beating yeah, them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my that's opinion. Think again, well, at any age, at any age, yeah, yeah. whether it's 17s, 19s, 21s, or senior team, yeah. they're saying they haven't improved that much, I don't think, mm. for us not to be but, beaten. But I think the whole point, though, about it isn't that, like, 
on Saturday it seemed to back you that the strategy was smart like they anticipated what Azerbaijan were going to do and rather than doing what you said let's just keep doing what we're doing yeah. Gavin was popping the ball yeah, over exactly. you know popping the ball over the sort of the, 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 press, the five yeah. that were trying to press and all of a sudden you turn the you're game out, whereas earlier the pitch, in the yeah. year it was playing like, into that. in Luxembourg Luxembourg at home in particular Luxembourg kept setting traps and Ireland kept playing into them so, they were like yeah. you know but, but I think there comes a point where and there's a big broader debate here like you're looking for across the year at the start of a year and at the end of the year you're looking for progress and I think there's an argument to say there's progress um, but you can't say well the results in the past were acceptable they're not but I think the judgement is going to be based on what happens like do you feel in November I think the Luxembourg Luxembourg game in November have you have you learned the lessons from March and I think that's the point I think there comes a point with Stephen people say well he's won 3 in 18 games like I don't know when you were managing like the first 8 games were you know, during COVID, it was a difficult time. Like they yeah, played yeah. Bulgaria at home, one of the worst performances, but they were missing something like 17 or 18 players. players yeah. So I think the judgment is on the 10 games this year, sure, yeah. which is they've won three, lost three, drawn four, something like that now, mm. which is not great and some bad results. But I think next month is. Yeah. Key. Those I, two I wonder, games, are they yeah. learning? Have they learned the mm. lessons? And I think you've really well explained mistakes the, that were the, being the, made. Even, even the thing about the inviting teams to pressure you you're inviting them into your half of the pitch to, so that they're light at their so end you of the pop pitch it and then you go. so if they want to commit six to your six to stop you playing then if you play over that and run you're out you're in at the back line now they might say listen don't they, you might as a player you might say don't commit to that because we're getting flooded here when, once that comes now you have your overload in your own half Mm. And you play out, and Bazuna can fairly kick Correct. along. No, like, you know, it's very good. But, yeah. he can, but, but he can he's, play he's, out as well. Yeah, he can clip balls, and that's ah, what I'm saying. Good, it was yeah. the mad thing about Kelleher last night. Like, geez, he's miles behind Bazuna in terms of distribution here. No, I, didn't get, he, I didn't get a chance last night. Uh, <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's kicking at the ball though, wasn't he? He know, wasn't as comfortable on the ball as Bazuna at all. I don't know if that's like just because he's playing or whatever, but like you have to be, you have to be smart as well. Yeah, he's not bad with the ball either. I think from what I can remember him saying, you kick the areas then where you're gonna have. Your overload. Lads, we're but really going to have to. We're going to have to go. I do think there has been progress, but again, it, it, there's progress in that we're a lot easier to watch in, yeah. in the game, and the yeah. game's a little bit more exciting. But I do think defensively, we still look like we're going to give up chances. Yeah. I think Portugal is going to be very interesting because Portugal would have watched Ireland in the last two games. Like yeah. Portugal in Faro played a front four basically, yeah. and then Ireland anticipated that and capitalised. Portugal would have watched Ireland now and think, okay, they might actually clip it they might go a bit longer and and I think that, so mm-hmm. I think yeah they might drop off a bit and that's going to be the test but I unfortunately think, you know. these countries I think uh, and, 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 and you told I'm me just going back to 11, the 19th, 25 to 12 yeah, just going back to when I was at the 19th these countries look at us and they say not very I mean you heard that story there Rio Ferdinand told there a few weeks ago on, on, on the MTV about when they played Barcelona in the Champions League and the ball went out with a touch and he went to pick it up and, and thing had a busquets and he says you must have tried and grab him. Yeah. He says, yeah, Ferdinand. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> These countries know, they say, not very good at playing out from the back. Get at them. Once and get on top of them, yeah. yeah, because technically, it's a different way of playing. International football, it's not like club football. You don't have your players. You might have one, one game. You don't have them the next game. You've got to have your training bang on to what you want to do. And how you want to approach them games? Uh, that's a very um, good point. Like people miss that. Like you've a short time frame here to get everything. Horrendously right. short, and it doesn't matter if if it, it, like if it's um, Luxembourg or whatever, or Portugal or whatever. But there's just certain games 
by hook or crook, you need to win. And they're, 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 mm. they're in my opinion, okay. those four games. We're, we're, yeah, we're going to have to... What are, like, I think you've impressed a lot of people with your co-commentary and so on and so forth and your knowledge of the game, yada, yada. Uh-huh. What are your ambitions in terms of the game now? Or uh, it's it, To be honest with you, it's been difficult because you got. I took the job in Scotland with Neil. Um, I came out with sort of just, again, just meeting him. And then I, I go over and... You know, we're in a year and a half, you're gone, and it's tough. Like, and I was sort of tell us about that for people who don't know. I, I, I was working with um, Ro- I was working with Rovers at the time, and obviously, uh, Stephen had gone into the first team, myself and Shane then became the ones that, like, Shane's director of football, I became director of coaching type of thing, and was in a role where I was overseeing a lot of stuff, and it was great and really good. It wasn't like we're working probably every hour of the day because it was just us two at the time that would have been full time so we were doing a lot and we were driving it and then the chance came up to go it was my wife is scottish i took it um we're in a year and a half you're gone you were given a mandate to go in you know can we again we had the oldest squad yeah. in the spl can we have it what club are you dundee with the oldest squad in the spl can you can we lower the age group? Can we have a more progressive way of playing? Can we put young players in? Can we have an identity? And we we done all that. And then we brought in some good players that are playing international football. Glenn Kamara, uh, Jack Henry. Um, we brought in... Glenn Kamara was there. Glenn Kamara. We got Glenn Kamara from Arsenal. We got Jack Henry from Wigan. Just, just to ask you, Graham, because I remember when, when you went over there. Would you say you were ready for that role? Do you know what, Paul? I was probably... I'm not sure how well you know me in terms of like Sorry. that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, but I, that's I, what I'm I, saying. I was it. probably, I was, I was probably, I had a little bit of thing called. There's a, I read up on it a bit like imposter syndrome, where I thought, oh, I need to prove to people that I'm this way. Mm. No, but I, I don't even mean mean it from that point of view. I mean it from your coaching background. From coaching, do you think you were ready? I don't know. I, yeah. It's hard to say. Like I, I had coached. Like probably my hours at. Rovers coaching was through the roof. Like I would have coached from five o'clock in the day till ten o'clock at night, every age group. Yeah. I would have Yeah, but it's different. I'm it's not different, talking about exactly. the age yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or the time you put in. I'm talking about are you like I remember reading a, an article from Neil McCann um after he had been sacked and he was saying that well he says I had to do this, I had to do that, I had to sign players. He was sort of saying, trying to make an excuse, I thought. And then I said to myself, but then when you look, he was going into his first job. You've got to make the right choices of a pair of people you're bringing with you. saying he picked the wrong no, person? No, no, <laughs> no. But, but, what, but what I'm saying is maybe in the sense that where you're ready for it, it's okay. Like he could have been better off picking an experienced guy because he's not experienced himself is what I'm saying. And maybe had you as well. The point I'm trying to say is, it's not it, like coaching's not easy. No, I mean you know it's no. not. That's probably why I tried to ring you. It's not. Um. <laughs> anybody <laughs> should have taken the call. You should have took the call. Not, every, you not might everybody. Have not everybody. But can, like can you're, do it. you're right. And again, we I sat down with Neil after the first year, and he said to me, "Listen, I brought you in for your personality. Like, and we, I know you can coach, and I trust you." He says, "And you can coach, and you, your knowledge of the game is like is where, where it is." He said, "But." Your personality is a big thing. Like, just go in and be around the players, and and that and that helped me because it was like I was feeling like probably had to prove myself a little bit, yeah, yeah. you know. Because again, you're well, no doubt you do. Exactly, you're coming from but, correct. Yeah. So, we, we, say we didn't mind the show last week. If your first job goes badly, right, you're gone. Kind of, you're like, I, like, so like you, you, you're not, you're not finished with this, like. But it's just like you know, I, I, I have to go back and like. No, I, I, yeah, you sort of reassess it. Like I've been mm. in the game twenty years. I, I, the longest I've stayed at, I, the longest I stayed at one place was Drada. Like I've had four years. Like I've, I've moved back and forth to the UK 
probably four times. I, I have two kids now. I need to give. There's no security in this, mm. and I need to give them security so they can have a life that I've I've lived mine a little bit. Like I've done my dream or whatever. Like Paul said, different life, but so I need to give them a, a sort of a base that they can build relationships. My like so again, like I I got pulled in and said, listen, we'd like you to go and run our academy, and I went no because. I was like, Paul brought, uh, Neil brought me in. I was going to walk out with Neil. Mm. I walked out the door with Neil because he brought me in. I, I could have stayed there, but like, that's not the way. I don't like that. I yeah. don't like when managers get the sack and the assistant stairs. I think, hold on. Like, yeah. He's on a team. You, You're a loyal man. Yeah, and, and I've done that. Like, so I wouldn't disagree with that. That's the biggest yeah. thing Paul would say. You, me as a player, I was, I was, I was, me t- I was the team force no matter what. Yeah, like we, that was me. We we, we we really yeah. have to. We have to go. Um, we have to go. Dooley, the end of the season. What's going on with the loan? When, uh, how long are you going to be long term? John, to be honest, which is as I said to you earlier on, I was saying to Dan and Graham, you know, I got a call there from Michael O'Connor going back to when it's that when it happened, and um, I I had a chat with him as I said to you numerous occasions. I would never um, turn anyone down to have a chat with them if they take the time to ring me. I would say. Will you be there for the for the long haul? Well, I don't know yet, mm. uh, John. To be honest, um, it was eight weeks, and I'm prepared for it. Two more left, and I mean, we've done okay. Could have done maybe a little bit better to maybe sort to give ourselves a better chance. So we we'll see. Yeah, you don't seem sure though. Are you? Are you? Is it up for debate then? From what you're saying? No, no. But you don't want to be saying things, um, mm. Dan. You know, I mean, inappropriately. Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, like as I said, I've got a respect there. They said to me it was for eight weeks, and that's fine. I was happy enough to do it. It's tough. It doesn't give you a lot of margin for for, for oh. error, and no. you know, but just. About hanging in there uh, at the minute. So, sure, look, as I said, there's two weeks to go. I'll see you at the at the um, at the end. Yeah, listen, lads, it's been great to have you in. We've actually done the 90 minutes, and I think what we're going to do is we're going to come back again tomorrow, and you're going to give us analysis of the 90 minute session, <laughs> which is going to take two hours. Yeah, two, two weeks. We're going to bring By the way, two weeks. I'll never forget. I'm sorry, I'll never forget it, right? Because the goal we scored. This was the funny bit. Do you remember this one? We scored a cracker of a goal in the game against Finn Harps for the two hour video, and he and Paul turned around and says to Jermaine. Was Jermaine scored? Who's that Jermaine? Oh, Sam 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 Beat. Oh, yeah. And he was a left winger, and he was he was on an in, he was on the inside position, and he went, "Listen, Jermaine, great goal now, but I, I actually don't even know what you're doing there." <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the the button went, and we were like, "All right, like." <laughs> Listen, we'll leave it at that. We'll I know it, it was yeah. funny. We'll That's leave it where at we that. were we were all just laughing. All right, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Cheers, Thanks, lads. Million, lads. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> You said you had a photographic memory. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. what it was. You were late. Like, oh, yeah, you're right, John. Yeah. You were late. You do wonder with Dooley, like, is he is he still a au fait with the modern game? Dan, the, the Adidas trainers he was wearing, like, anyone would be proud to wear them. I didn't. I I didn't quite know. So you're the you're the. You're the, He's the people, man is looking slick. So if people want a picture of that discussion, which I think is quite important, so we're in, we're, we're in all left. of our marketing here in um in in Glasnevin and. We have a situation where we have one of these round meeting room tables and you're sitting on one side, you're opposite me. Graham Gartner was to my right and Paul Doolan was next to you. So they're almost like, it's almost like a really like the worst speed dating night you've ever been on in your night. Well, I'm, I've been landed with you and Garth has been landed with, uh, with, with Dooley. <laughs> and like there was that sort of, so when, when Graham maybe once or twice leaned over to ask Paul about why he didn't, 
you know, why they didn't engage with kind him. Kind of a prodigal son type thing. But he, he like leaned across, he leaned forward and across towards him and was like, Paul, why didn't you take the call? You know, that was probably, you know, and Karen is the top of the room just watching this, observing this. So I think that gives people a bit of a picture I, of the it, thing. It, not, it, was a bit, it was a bit mad, right? So I Some people thought the Declan McBennett thing was on Zoom, which I thought was interesting. Um, listen, were you, in, were you in person? I was like, no, we were. What? Uh, yeah, I've heard that subsequently. So, I mean, they have a lot of faith in Zoom recording audio quality. Um, but this was very much in person and that I think I added a bit to it there and by the way for people interested they were still talking in the car park a few minutes ago as far as we can tell so it's now 10 past 12 right on a what is it Wednesday uh, afternoon and Doolin said to me we're training tonight I gotta be gone by 11 so like 10 minutes ago they were still I'm not gonna lie um, I want to get Brian Gartland on the show and I was saying oh we could get Brian Gartland and Paul Doolan and then I said to you on the WhatsApp group I was like geez what about Graham Gartland and Paul Doolan because I've been impressed with Graham's um, well, he's, co- not, but like, co- I, he's told stories before about when he's been on with us do you not remember the yeah, Paul Doolan stories I do do you? I do and I, I do remember a lot of Dooley, Dooley stories on the podcast but uh I thought the dynamic was... Um, it was fascinating. It was, it was a bit different. <laughs> anyway, this had. week's games, right? So on Friday, we have got Drada against Longford Town. Um, big game for Drada, just a great chance for them to get three points in the bag because they're being sucked into it. Waterford, Finn Harps, importance of that game is pretty clear as well. Bowes, Dundalk. In fact, all the games, really. Um, Bowes, Dundalk, um, pretty interesting. Is that game going to be a cup final rehearsal or not? Who knows? Some Pats going up to Derry. Um, what a crack like again, pa- again, Pats, you know, Pats are are quite safe in the context of Europe and stuff, I think. But obviously, they still want to keep pushing. And they want to win the cup. But they are one, yeah. I mean, as much as I talk about them, Doc, like, you can understand why Pats, if they have any little niggles or not. They have won one FBI Cup in 50 years. Yeah, like, I know. That's bonkers. I like, I don't, they did talk about it, a bit that a bit at the time, yeah. you know, in 2014. Derry and Pats. Can you, and then, can you believe that's seven years ago as well, by the way? That well, cup final. It's like. I mean, I suppose when I think about it, seven years have happened since then, so it doesn't surprise me. It's very it, profound, it feels, it feels around seven years ago for me. I mean, does does it feel longer for Would you? Would you totally fancy the doctor in the cup? But it, 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 it wouldn't be the type of event that I would go, it feels like years ago. I mean, the Dundalk the era was kicking off then. That was quite long. I mean, I think seven years is a... I think it feels like you in get this all case, your philosophical questions. Time answered. didn't fly or time yeah. didn't drag. I mean, it just feels like it was seven years ago. Yeah. Um, Shamrock Rovers v Sligo Rovers on Friday or the Rovers versus Shams if you're in Sligo. Um, um, met, met a few Sligo Rovers fans in uh, town on Friday. Yeah. Have you just been in town since the last show? To be honest, again. I met I met like an unnamed member of their kind of. Um, they don't have a name staff yeah they should be given a name that's um, very cruel they were, they're, on the, they're on the second day of a wedding like, so it was kind of an interesting dynamic and um, interesting talk about Sligo I'm actually. sort of impressed that you've been here for a while you haven't actually cleaned that red wine thing off you could have gone to the toilet maybe uh, also on Monday Shamrock Rovers against Bowes which is televised by Declan McBennett's RTE and that, <laughs> Declan very, McBennett's RTE it'd be it's interesting like, though it's um, like the way you refer to Jack Burns after well Nick and see it. it's like Declan <laughs> McBennett's RTE it'd be interesting to see the, the viewing figures for that Monday night 7.15 um, Shamrock Rovers Bowes 7.15 Seven. I just hope there's not a good Monday night football in the Premier League. Everyone watching, there? I don't know. Neville and Carragher will be on the first hour. That would always be the danger with those things. Well, I, I tell know. you, I, I tell you one thing. Tell me the first. If, if, no, if, tell if, me, tell me five things. If, if, first division fixtures. If Neville and Carragher went to to the game in Tala, they they wouldn't be unimpressed. I think they think this isn't actually a bad game of football. Well, we don't know. The game hasn't happened yet. Well, I mean, I it could be shit. Um, uh, it doesn't mean the league is, but you I mean you have bad games. You do have bad games. Um, just get give me the first division fixtures. Um, they aren't loading on the RT website oh my actually. God. Yeah. 
This is a shambles. This, this is a, are we, will we will we edit this out or will we just talk? I don't know. I mean, um, do we talk? Do you want to talk incessantly through it? I mean, is this podcast not long enough? Together? That was Baku anyway. Yeah, it was grand. Arsenal Crystal Palace on Monday, so there will be uh, there will be a bit of Neville and Carragher going Arsenal on. Arsenal Crystal, so. who cares? Like? Yeah, but, but no one cares about the match, but they care about Neville and Carragher. Do they? Seven and eight. Oh yeah, that's like the most watched part of the show. I mean, more uh, so than the football. It hasn't it hasn't touched your world clearly. But it hasn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Have the first division fixtures touched your world yet, Johnny? Or they, they, they haven't. Anything else going on in your life <laughs> as I try to load I'll them get the fixtures. I've got them here. I tried this little site. It's called Google. Um, you should look it the up. First it's very helpful for these is things. It's a bit dead at the moment. You just got, you're going straight to RTE because it's your old sort of, you know, two channel upbringing. RTE. Maybe you're just obsessed with RTE because you, just, you don't realize there's other forums. Do you know, do you know what? Break Cabin Tealy on Friday. No, I don't. Funnily on that, I do remember the first time that we could tune in the BBC into our like really crappy TV at home and it was really grainy footage and Liverpool were winning a cup replay at Crew or something like that right. and John Barnes was scoring so this is like 90 sort of 2 or 3 and I was like this is the coolest thing ever like we've more than 2 channels here now we've a 1000 and I don't care about anything I know you've got like all the plus 1 channels as well as yeah Deja Vu what's Deja Vu is that channel that's Dave Dave Javu like. oh, Dave, oh, that's Dave what, plus one oh is that what it is <laughs> it's a great oh that's name. actually quite clever <laughs> better than Dave plus one <laughs> Dave you know? Javu like. oh that's actually very yeah. clever you'd be watching Only Fools and Horses and the like in that one um, like if, if, if so if if, if UK Gold is on I'll go to plus one if I want to see the start of the episode did you, did you see recently I mean we're just, we're just going on far too long here but you know listen uh, Julian Gart is still in the car did you see that Wayne Rooney um, was asked about Trigger the actor who played, oh, pa- oh. or who's the who's the actor that passed away? Boise. Boise, the actor yeah, played Boise. Also sorry, the actor played Boise at a recent press conference. Like Wayne Rooney is in under serious pressure, and there's this Irish guy down in Clare called Jim Conlon, who during lockdown, first division fixture, during lockdown seems to have just got into Zoom conferences worldwide. So his like Twitter feed is like on an average day, and I like think he has a radio station, like in a community radio show in Clare, and fair play to him, you know he's been resourceful and he gets himself into these gigs so like on a given day he'd be like Jim Con, what has he done today when well, he's talked to like an NBA player you know uh, an international manager and like the Huddersfield boss at their press conference right it's even more it's, you know it's even more diverse than your WhatsApp message list right in terms of the eclectic nature of it I mean you, you did a facial expression there it says it all I think we all know there's a, a, an interesting array of characters there but anyway Jim Conlon got into this Derby press conference and asked Wayne Rooney about the death of Boise. About the death of Boise and did he have any like particular memories of him? And in fairness to Rooney, he answered it. I was like, fair play to him. I mean, the club's getting docked 12 points. The whole thing has gone. A question on only fields and horses. Jason Knight good... finally made his Ireland return last night. He, he did, he did. Um, anyway, speaking of nights, Friday night, Bray against Cavantili in the first division. That's a big Jason Knight family game, of course. Cavantili, uh, Kevin Knight and, and all the clan are, they're all Cavantili people. Um, that's a that's on, on on Friday. Galway Wexford, you're the media officer. You should have at least known that game. No, I did, I did. Um, your beloved Wexford. I mean, when Paul <laughs> De- when Paul Doolan said he loved Wexford, I mean, I I I, I detected a bit of frizz on of excitement from your end of the table. Or RT, RT again using our head coach Lisa Fallon last night, who's like just become all of a sudden the greatest ambassador for Galway Night ever. She's on the TV like for. Ireland international games. Galway United is getting more exposure than ever. Everything's good. Well, I'm actually away for the game, but oh, okay. Um, Treaty United against that loan. That's on Friday. Dooley still sort of half holding on to the prospects finishing fifth. Ne- never gives up. Didn't really sort of say he's definitely staying on, which was interesting. You kind of pressed him on it there. A bit it like uh, 
Georgie Poynton last week. There was a bit of... Yeah. And then you said Ian Cormac on Friday. <laughs> That's all you can say, yeah. And then, <laughs> just, just trying to get I'm out of here. I'm just trying to end the show here. People are, people are like, they're, they're waiting to get off the train here. When is this podcast going to end? Like, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm going to go home. My child's going to have his first day at school. Like, you know, which would be a problem. Jeez. We've been here for that long. Ten months. That like, was the joke. Months. That's the joke. <laughs> UCD Cork on Friday. Mentioned both then, the Simpsons and Only Fools and Horses yeah, in an article I wrote and, today. And speaking, and to finish up, Cove Rambers <laughs> against Shelburne on Friday. We have no pizza question this week, um, but um, we people have complained about not giving results of the answers to pizza questions, which is a very fair point. The answer last week is Zico Munoz, who was the manager of Dynamo Tbilisi when they got hammered 6-1 by KI. I had no idea that he ended up, uh, that, that he overcame that to get the Watford it's job. Mad. The if we did have a question this week, it would have to be like Drogs and Dulo and uh, Garland related from that. You, it's amazing that time, like when you when you look back, how close well, we were. were. I didn't know you were in Kiev, actually. I was, yeah. yeah I didn't well, even... I didn't actually get a chance to mention it, but I think I predicted in the paper that day something like Dynamo Kiev would be drawed a 4-1, right? Or I definitely had given a negative pr- prediction for the game. Finally, then, finally, finally, there's something to rival my prediction in Warsaw. But when then, Pats went, or when the dog went. 3-1 or 4-1, anyway. But I remember after the game, it was one of those where we were rushing to the charter flight, <laughs> and there was me and a couple of other journalists on it, and I, Shane Robinson was put up for the player. And, and I, I remember just Shane Robinson, he was like pumped up and he was like, you know, a lot of people didn't give us a chance. You didn't give us a chance. And I think like somewhere along the way, maybe my uh, motivational my comments about Drada had, had appeared or it seemed to have got into the dressing room in some shape or form because... Uh, I remember I didn't really get a chance I mean Graham was having his own issues with Paul so I, don't, I wasn't really going to get involved myself but I do vaguely recall going to some Drawda away game where we got off on the first flight and there was a second flight and we had to walk through the airport from the first flight to the second flight and I spent the entire walk from the first flight to the second flight getting berated by Paul over something I'm not sure what it was and I tried to fight remember. back and um, yeah I got on the plane and one of the players said Jesus now you know what we. Now do. you know what Rodrigo Trey Basie. That was the trust. Up. But anyway, um, we're done. We're done. This is it, the end. If you've made it to the end, well done for making it here. And uh, we hope it was worth it. And we'll be back next week. In association with FutureTaking.ie. Future Will you give us a lift to the Lewis? No.